Welcome to the Mad Ones. I'm your too tired to write an intro host, Cam Harless. And joining me today as my co-host is Whip. I'm secretly Frank Zappa Spoon. What's Buddy, you your doing? beard looks way grayer in that intro. I know. Well, yeah. I I don't know what kind of color matching you're doing here in studio. Human growth hormones. But it's, it's a lot. A lot it's of like testosterone. A lot of color correction. It should be. Uh, <laughs> Good evening. My wife will not let me go all white. She just won't let me do it. She won't let me do it. I mean, one day it will it'll do it itself. I mean, it's really working on it, but mm -hmm. you know, mm -hmm. she won't let me do it yet. All right. So we have a show. Sorry I'm late. It 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 I would say it happens, but it doesn't. This is new. And I'm not happy right. about it. But it's all my fault because I was like, hey, let me make a new intro. And it's the dumbest thing I've ever made, and I love that about myself. All right, let's get to it. This show is 100% brought to you by fans and patrons. So hit like, subscribe, and share the show with your friends. There are all sorts of topics we've covered. Share them with someone who might gain something from them. Also, join Patreon for the occasional early episode, Zoom Hangout, and my eternal gratitude. Uh, hit up patreon.com slash themadones for that. Also, you can grab a shirt if you want to. I have tons of new shirts. I have hoodies now. We've got mugs. Uh, we have stickers. Uh, but it's really cool. We, I've diversified because now I have two different things on the side. There's the Black Tank Club. If you go to blacktankclub.com, you can get mine. You can join mine and Brad Binkley from the Propaganda Reports Black Tank Club uh, mm -hmm. by getting some merch there. Or if you want to support our bid for the presidency in 2024, you can go to Binkley Harless 2024 and merch up over there. If you love me, you'll do it. That's all I've all I've got to say about that. But uh, you know, I I really I've been working so much whip. Like I've been yep. work, like the over the last. It's been busy for you. Week and I a half, haven't seen you weeks. around much. No, I don't have time. I've I've which is good. It's good. I just idle hands, devil's <sighs> playground. Right. Well, and I'm I'm stupid enough to also uh, fun uh, thing. Uh, I'm I'm starting my master on my master's degree come January. Because I'm a ding dong and I like to waste my time, but it's going to be fun. I'm excited about it. Stepping Someone's going to call you master. <laughs> Until they call me doctor. Until um, <laughs> but yeah, no. So I do not have the uh, the energy to actually uh, to write an intro for your friend. And I thought, hey, he's your friend anyway. Why don't you introduce the guest and tell well, us what we're going to talk about? I have the energy because I made a thermos of coffee. So our guest this evening is a man, he's one of my three IRL BFFs. He is a man that we're just gonna call Pipes and you can find him in the wilds of Northern Carolina, the deep Northwestern most deepest. <laughs> you go past the he's and over the haws you go through the hills and over the yonders and the haulers, and then you go up the mountain and you'll find a pipe. Now, this man is a mural artist. He is a accomplished self-taught uh, painter. He's one of the most out there, um, able to look at life from an outsider angle, people that I've ever been fortunate enough to meet. My so buddy Pipes. And I hit the button, and he's he appears. How hey, are buddy. you, doing, gentlemen? How we doing? Uh, making it. <laughs> I hear you. Better now that you're here. I Certainly had you. worse days, my man. Yeah, yeah dude. Good, I, I'll be good honest. To be here. Good to be here. Uh, Pipes here sat with me the longest as I cursed at my computer as I was trying to get things to do what I wanted them to do. So I, I, you know, hey, 
he he was patient. The audience was patient. I'm thrilled with that. Uh, we I so I was struggling to find like my last Christmas show and what we would do, which is actually ended up being the first because I was supposed to have Santa Claus on this damn show for this oh. episode. Yeah, and he ghosted me. More like ghost, ghost of Christmas past about the North Pole, much less the South Pole. That's it's sketch, dude. I'm saying, but uh, so I, I asked some people what they thought they would want to speak, want us to talk about, or want me to find someone to talk about. And I was told by two people independently they wanted to hear about like Krampus and Belschnickel and the Yule Lads and all of that weird crap that comes along with Christmas and Santa Claus in primarily German countries um, or places that Germans settled. Uh, and I was like, yeah, let me do that. And so I had searched for days to try to find, because there has to be someone who's down with this folklore, you know, like there's gotta be some sort of expert on it. There's not, there's not. And so I was like, you know what? I'm going to read up on it. Whip's going to read up on it. His buddy pipes is going to, going to bring some stuff to the table. We'll talk about this. Because I will find out stuff today and I'm excited to discuss it. So, Whip, I'm going to actually let you start this because I feel like you have some stuff you want to say. Unless oh. look at the pipes first, see what, see what he's got in the chamber. Go ahead, Whip. Well, I uh, am a, a, as, as uh, someone of German descent, I uh, am not familiar with any of this, like none of it. Because I grew up German Baptist and super religious, and all of these interpretations are for the devil. And this well, is well, Jesus' birthday, and anything otherwise <laughs> than Jesus' birthday is probably wrong. <laughs> I will say, it's funny that you say that because it not the German Baptists, but the um, Dutch... Pennsylvania Dutch, which are just mm -hmm. Germans and people didn't it's know that German. Deutsch meant German. Yeah. German. Um, they're the ones who have who have continued on one of these mm -hmm. things, which I find funny. I believe that's the Belschnickel. Belschnickel. Yep. Schnickel. Belschnickel, as as popularized yeah. by Dwight Schrute on The Office. What I've kind of definitely popularized and uh, became uh, uh, more people became more interested in because of The Office. Oh, yeah. for sure. Yeah. And it's and it's funny because like all of these characters, as I was trying to study up the reason there's not like anyone who's like super into this and like is a expert. It's because they're all the same character in different clothes. Essentially. It's just the same dude on a different day. Is he on a manic episode or is he a little <laughs> depressed, maybe a little angry? Well, it's like so. So I'll start with uh, Krampus, as they like to say, which I won't say because I'm I'm American. Damn it. Krampus. Um, Krampus. Uh, That's so, like Appalachian and Appalachian. It's bro, Appalachian. I first heard of Krampus in South Park. That's where I met It's Krampus. comedy shows. Really? It's yeah. comedy shows where we learn these things. <laughs> yeah. Or our kids are probably horror Krampus movies. the last people that can speak out liberally right now um, because they, they mask, you know, uh, real talk and comedy and they can get away with it in this new For world we live in. Yeah. For the most part. Yeah. I mean, sometimes you can get away with it. And then sometimes you have to write a letter apologizing to Comics the entire industry because you took a picture with someone that you were friends with. It goes either way. But yeah, I hear you. Do the so, Okay. Blue Scorpion asked the Amish. 
do the Amish have any special folklore like this? Because I wouldn't think so. Which, by the way, I I keep freaking forgetting. I need to ask. So there's this guy on TikTok, Yoder Toter. I don't know if you've heard of this guy or if you've seen him. But he is ex-Amish. Like, his mom is still Amish. His dad died in the Amish world. But he's he got out of the Amish world. And I just want to talk about that. So I'm, I'm working on that if you're interested. <laughs> but I've never heard. I, I have no idea if the Amish... Uh are even involved in um, any kind of form of Santa or I wonder if they, do they do Christmas? I don't know. I don't even know about that. I'm totally looking it up right now. Yeah. To be honest, um, pull that shit up with podcast out with that and hit me up with that. I, I haven't researched and I have no idea. Yeah. The the Pennsylvania Dutch are a lot of them are Amish, but some of them are just people who happen to be near that's where a lot of German people went. When I lived in Pennsylvania for seven months, they had a uh, like a festival. It wasn't an Amish festival. It was a Pennsylvania Dutch festival. Mm-hmm. And so some Amish showed up, but it was more than that. So, yeah, I think it's probably less Amish, more just anyone from that lineage that do the the Belschnickel thing. Um, well, it's uh, yeah, we'll go ahead. It's uh, mainly, you know, uh, I think what 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 I've I've found, um, and I know nothing of the Amish, but what I've found is it's mainly um, you know Germany, and uh, on on top of that uh, uh, Siberia, yeah, where where the original origins of anything that has a close connotation to other than the uh, muscura mushroom, <clears throat> excuse me. <clears throat> Muscura mushroom legend of Santa uh, and, and my research and, and, and what I've heard in my lifetime, the origins of Santa come from. Mm-hmm. I haven't heard yeah. that we did. I, I last year we talked to someone um, to his name is Troy from um, I forget the name. I'm so sorry, Troy. I forgot the name of your show. Um, but he, we talked about St. Nicholas and like the reality of who that person was and how that was a a portion of the myth but it definitely splintered off like for sure um one of the things that i found interesting that when i was looking into to krampus or krampus is that technically krampus isn't actually a name of a specific entity where it wasn't now it is but at first that was the the kind of catch-all term uh that included all of these sorts of entities. I'm not going to say deities, um, but there is interesting um, things, which by the way, I got, I had some of my hopes dashed while doing research, by the way. Um, But Krampus is. um, So one of the things that I heard and I was like, that's really interesting was that he's a descendant of uh, the daughter of Loki, hell, the, the goddess Mm -hmm. of the underworld in Norse mythology. And that's, that, that's where Krampus came from. Um, unfortunately, here's the intrigue, uh, whip Krampus, Belschnickel, all of the different, I forget the word for the, uh, the Perkta, the different Perk, Perk, Perktons, uh, like uh, per Frau, Frau Perkta. Yeah. The, yeah. Well, the, the, the word Frau Perkta is, is what I, you know, saw the most oh. and on the mushrooms. No, no, just in general. <laughs> okay, <not> gotcha. <laughs> yeah. Right. So, so before there was Krampus, before there was Belschnickel, before that, there was the concept of the Perkton, which were right. kind of 
Krampus pre Krampus kind of these um, semi malevolent uh, beings that went around testing children and potentially eating them. Um, That's what I found that, that became that became in in uh, what Krampus was and what the elves are now. What, what Krampus was, which was the OG Santa Claus, but he had the elves and then now the elves make the toys but the og and what you're talking about that was where the legend of the elves came from which evolved into krampus which um had elves that would come get you they came to your house (coughs) if you were bad and got you and brought you to krampus which was which was the og and his elves worked for him and he sat in one place and the elves went out and and got you if you were bad. And if you were good, you didn't get nothing. No, not from Krampus. You didn't get nothing. Yeah, you got it from your parents, your right. family. But if right. you had Belschnickel, Belschnickel comes around, you might get treats. Bel- yeah, Belschnickel, that's a, that's a different derivative version of it. Uh, Belschnickel, you know, uh, also didn't come down your chimney. He rudely knocked on your window. And he uh-huh. scratched on your window. Right you, you weren't asleep. You were awake. <laughs> And he came right to you, and and tell uh, me your Bible verses, little boy. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> and he'd whip you if you were bad, and he'd judge you. He'd ask you one question and judge you, and either whip you or let you drink. Uh, it was like you drink something. I, I don't remember, but but the OG going back to start on the origins. Um, that's where the elves, the ideal of the elves, came from originally. Right before Krampus. Hmm. What's well, it's interesting because like uh, one of the things next week we're talking to um uh not next week the week after we're talking to Mike Jones from Inspiring Philosophy who's like taken up the mantle of fighting um Jim Staley and some of the other people who are like Christmas itself is pagan and because that's not historically accurate. Um, sure. so we're ta- we're going to talk to him about that in a couple weeks. But one of the things that I, I learned, uh, well, I, I, I went to look into um, this Jim Staley guy that he had mentioned about his documentary about how Christmas is all pagan. And so is Easter. And he starts telling the story about how the elves come from Krampus demons and stuff like that. And how that's, that's, it's all a part of Christmas. And what's so funny is uh, how he's the one who made the connection of Krampus to hell I don't know if you know anything about the Loki's daughter, Hell. Yeah. But she's she's like half dead. So like split between the middle, dead woman, beautiful live woman. Mm-hmm. Fascinating character in, in folklore. Um, but one L. Yeah, one L, which is yeah. I, I, I still think that's where we got our word hell from. I mean, I, I can't see how else we got that word in English. Um, but he was I don't he see was, where else it's mentioned. Right. Like what what other yeah. language would that come from? Um, but so he was talking about that and how it's, it's deeply pagan from before. And I was, when I was doing some research, uh, Krampus nights weren't recorded until 1582. That's the first time Krampus was ever recorded, which is, you know, 1500 years after Christmas started. Right. Uh, they Mm -hmm. were doing it for, you know, since Jesus died, they did some form of Christmas essentially. Um, but what I found out, and this is the intrigue whip, is uh, scholars 
uh, have found that the false pagan origin story of Krampus was invented in the early 20th century by socialist folklorists attempting to cast Christianity as a practice that sullied ancient Nordic customs. Communists! The, the Nazi party reinforced this false claim, publishing a photo essay portraying the Krampus as an ancient custom banned for its pagan roots. Uh, in reality... The entire podcast is based on communist versus Nazi <laughs> propaganda? Yep. No, no, it starts way, way before then, but yeah. But yeah, the, so the, we're the world idea wide right now, uh, we're worldwide right now, whip. Uh, yeah, but all, all, but that's that's what was interesting is this idea that they 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 brought this in as a way to sully Christianity. That is like historical fact. And so sure. the pagan the paganness of Krampus, which, by the way, the church did try to stop uh, Krampus knocks uh, several times. And I think they tried to to stop it elsewhere too, or at least the, the Perkta knocks or whatever. Um, and people were like, Oh, it's because it was the devil. And they, they wanted to stop it. You know, it was like Halloween's evil. So you obviously have to stop uh, Krampus knocked, but they just didn't like how drunk and rowdy the people got. And that's why they were trying to do it. And it didn't work. Yeah. <laughs> not going to stop them drinking. <laughs> I, I've, I've read that too. They were just basically like trying to control the crowds and, and tame, tame the shrew, if you will. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, True. so so yeah, Nazis and and socialists slash communists are part of the Krampus story. I didn't expect to hear that. I didn't expect, I didn't to, expect to hear that. Then either. go deeper and actually find that that rumor was started by them in the 20th century. I only found the the national socialist <clears throat> aspect of it just today in that one clip you sent me, which was interesting. Yeah. By the way, that's what's so fascinating is because like. As I was looking into different parts of this, I was like, well, this is what this person said. And then this person completely said that wasn't true, but this they gave their citations. Shit. And so like, I'm, I'm, I'm a little bit more on their side. Cause they're like, Hey, I've got this here. I'll show you this. And yeah. So like, I don't know. So I want to know what you think, uh, pipes I almost called you by your real name. I want to know what you think pipes, because I, <laughs> I feel like you... it's my last name. It's totally. Okay. <laughs> okay, I didn't realize it was yeah. your actual last name. No, this is oh, my it's his real last name. name. Last name is Pipes. You're fine. You're fine. Okay, cool. <laughs> um, but yeah, no. So tell me what you're thinking right now, because you're like, you look like you're frustrated by what I'm saying. In some, no, way, I'm not. I want to know. No, I, I, when I get interested, uh, you know, I I, I I I I get intense looking, and I apologize for that. Uh, I'm I'm extremely excited to be here and extremely into the subject matter. Yeah, um, well, that's. I mean, I'll just say between that and um, just some little things here or there, I didn't find much. So it's going to be definitely yeah. more free form than free form than I thought. Uh, but Sorry. one of the things I wanted to mention, well, it says the Perkton are mischievous Alpine <laughs> spirits and are likely the folkloric precursors to Krampus. So that's there is a history of it, just not Krampus itself. That was kind of a later exactly, creation. and in my. In, in in my opinion, um, from, you know, uh, what I've heard and seen and researched like over the years, and it's been always been like a, a super fascinating, amazing topic um, as how it's evolved over the years from um, and, and way precursor to Christianity, way precursor to Krampus yeah. um, is. Uh, the, uh, a course based on, um, you know, not even 
it's everything basically is still based on winter solstice, you know, yeah. and the, the, sh- the shortest day of the year. Yeah. And then Darkness. it stays in one spot. And then three days later changes course. Okay. And that, that has to do with stuff that Horus from Egyptian uh, mythology and Christianity uh, obviously is based on the, the relationship between Horus and Jesus is almost identical and et cetera, et cetera. You know, it's funny. But but fascinating. I, well, I do want to throw a cog in cog in your mind for you to look into. Sure. The, per- the person who made those claims about Horus, Mithra, all of that. It's a telephone game from someone who'd never cited anything. So there's, there's no claims that are actually like founded in history. So right. Maybe you, know, you can find none of, them. None of it's, none of it's founded or, yeah. you know, this is theory. Right. It's speculation. That I'm interested yeah. in. This is not verbatim, you know, uh, text yeah. or whatever, but there are semblances in Egyptian hieroglyphs for Horus that can be translated as such that relate. And then, but the, the, the base thing that, uh, I'm looking at is the relationship between um, the sun and the earth cycles with the sun from, you know, the four seasons and et cetera. Mm. And so every winter when things get dark and scary, uh, seemingly throughout history from, uh, you know, theory of what, what um, people have looked up and is not documented or acclaimed um, is that most people in the winter, you know, it's a hard time and they want to have a happy time. Yeah. Unless um, you're German or exact, okay, in exactly. some way. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Exactly. <laughs> so, so, but, but going back even further, there's a whole thing and uh, many very famous podcasters, I will say have, uh, uh, related to it and there's the thing about the muscura mushroom which is red and white um and uh the so there's it's the siberia and uh the arctic um had uh where they they would have shamans and they would get these mushrooms and there is a theory again um, that uh, these shamans would take the muscura mushrooms and put them on trees to dry them out, which is uh, a theory that where ornaments came from. Mm. And then also where they think the idea of gifts came from is they put them under the tree and people could come get them if they would like. And then there's another uh, theory that Okay, and and in Siberia and uh, the the Arctic, there were of course reindeer. Mm-hmm. Well, reindeer will eat these mushrooms also, and that's a proven fact. They they will eat these mushrooms, um, and <laughs> they get red noses. You will go, yeah, right. <laughs> red nose. That's another thing. It was from Santa Claus's suit to modern day to. Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer, i.e. tying that into this myth or mythology. Um, but you and your reindeer, which was like your horse back in the day, and your 
you know, your pride, your number one possession, like a horse, um, even in the 1800s, 1700s, 1600s, blah, 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 that we know of, um, is one of your prized possessions. Even now in, in third world countries that are way northern, um, you know, that's a big deal to have that. <clears throat> well, you would go on the shaman led spiritual journey and your reindeer and you would eat these mushrooms. Okay. And you could see how people would think, okay, well, that, that would come that that's what, you know, came from, well, reindeer can fly because you're tripping balls <laughs> and, and, you know, you've got a shaman leading you almost like, and these mushrooms, uh, the muscuria mushroom uh, is like DMT or Jimson seeds or um, uh, pyrus or mescaline. It's a different ride than it's like not a standard like cubensis. cubensis. It is yeah, it's not like LSD. It's not like you know normal no. mushrooms. Whatever nope. this stuff, this stuff, you you go away. You, you do not. You know, again, ayahuasca. These these in, extremely um, uh, intense uh, hallucinogens and, and, and psychedelics. Um, but that's where they've, they've, they've kind of researched into it. And there's been a lot of, I mean, from Graham Hancock to um, um, I can't remember his name right now, but um, there, there's so many people that um, study hunter gatherers and are trying to dispel, you know, uh, affirmed quote unquote affirmed, what we say is not theory, history, uh, that this was a huge thing that predates Christianity by thousands of years. And it was where what is mildly based off of not Coca-Cola, but this mushroom that is red and white, the reindeer that can fly. Are you with me? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, that, that, that I think is very interesting. You know, um, and if not, uh, ha has some, you know, reputable information there that that did happen and they did do this. And that is documented, um, not respected, but but documented. <laughs> I'm not, that I didn't find in Siberia and the Arctic um, and that where ornaments come from, them drying them out on the trees Um Furthermore, they just leave these under the trees. And if you would like to take one, you may, but the shaman has to come with you. You bring your reindeer with you. And again, this is just Siberia and the Arctic. And then, you know, uh, you can go from there. Red and white Santa suit, reindeer that can fly. That's just the, that's a base premise of what I researched. As far back as I could go to where the origins of Santa came from, that's, mm -hmm the most I've ever found on that yeah. subject. I've heard that. So of course, you know, you have the, the figure of St. Nicholas. That's a historical figure that sure. yeah. is definitely a part of this story. Um, but you know, I have heard in the past that Santa is based on um, Odin and yes. the, you know, the wandering Odin and, and all of that, uh, and which all of them have the big white beard, right? In, well, in which all of the legends that, that supposedly came from, uh, coincidentally, all have a big white beard, which I think is interesting. 
Yeah. No, well, I mean, that's that. It's it's all of that really. Oh, wait, go ahead. What were you gonna say? I was just gonna say it always felt to me that like Saint Nicholas, the actual historical figure, kind of got to like adopt some of the stuff in the background, like the you know. I think it was kind of thrust on him or that. more than anything. Yeah, because I I mean like sure. from from what I can tell, I mean he did have a history of like leaving like gold coins. Oh man, well, my language. Your language. I'm sorry, um, but. Well, no, no, you're good. Um, well, I mean, like he, the, the stories behind Saint Nicholas are. There's not a lot of shoe folklore. I mean, there's there's some, but uh, the, the like there's one story about how Saint Nicholas. There were two or three boys who were cut up and thrown into a pickle brine by some shop owner, and Saint Nicholas came by and was like, "Boom, you're alive now," and resurrected these boys from the pickle brine. Uh, there's also the story of him essentially paying the dowry for a girl who I don't know if she was going to be going into slavery or what. I can't remember exactly. We did an episode on it last year. If you want to mm. listen to that, it's there. Mm-hmm. Um, I should have. Then there was. There's also you know some different uh, different things about him like leaving an, a certain amount of money for people who needed money, and it was it wasn't gifts and stuff like that. It was it wasn't candies. It was mm-hmm. like genuine like. Here, let me help you live, kind of, kind of stuff. Well, in Saint sure. Nicholas, um, it, it was like I think like right after AD, it was like 300 AD or something like that. Something like that. I'm going off memory. I don't know, but it was like it was like 300 AD. But he was known for generosity, right? And so this was yeah, way he was apparently a rich man after Krampus. I mean, this was yeah, well, but yeah, it was more of a Judo Christian um, Santa Claus. It's the yeah, Saint think, Nicholas, which he's still called to to this day, but I believe it was like 300 AD, somewhere around there. Yeah, there's there's and definitely been some it was, like it was um, popular culture mix and matching, like for sure. It was like out of Turkey. Yeah, it was, uh, it was somewhere in that area, if I'm not mistaken. But that that's where, and a lot of people relate it to, uh, you know, uh, the the Vatican and Catholicism. But I, it was from it was from Turkey, I believe. Well, yeah, and it was that it's was bef- that yes. was but be- really before there was Catholicism, like well before yeah, exactly. the schism and stuff like yeah. that. Um, but yeah, so it's Asia Minor about, is Turkey, right? Yeah, he was yeah. he was from Mira. It was Saint Nicholas of Mira. Yeah. Apparently, he yeah, went okay. to the um, yeah of, Mira, Mira. That's it. Modern day, modern day Turkey, still Mira. Yeah, he went. Yeah. He went to right. one one of the. My God, my brain's not working at full capacity. One of the the Christian conventions, what are they, what are they called? Councils. Um, and uh, there was one oh. that uh, allegedly the, he went to the one where they were arguing with Arius. And uh, he just slapped the crap out of Arius in the middle of that, <laughs> that council. So I that's heard that. That's a great story. I didn't know um, that. Yeah. Yeah, so he's he's a, he's a little bit of a brawler, which is fascinating. Um, one of the things that... Um, I wanted to to say because you're talking about the mushrooms. Um, before I do that, let me before I forget. Uh, one of the things that's interesting about Krampus is over time in Germany, they had one of the first mail uh, solid mailing situations, and they started selling postcards. And Krampus postcards sold very well. At first, it was traditional Krampus things with them beating children, stuff like that. Um, and then it moved on to like there's a sexy woman in Krampus or a sexy lady Krampus, stuff like that. And so that's in all modern. That's all modern. Yeah, it's all modern. Yeah. But in, yeah, in, that's, in that's there's movies now. There's all these Krampus movies. The best, um, if I may, real quick to interject, the best 
movie I've ever seen based off of the basic premise of the Krampus um, legend um, is uh, it's called Rare Exports, A Christmas Tale. Oh, you told me about that. It is so good. It's <laughs> not, I mean, it's called Rare Exports, A Christmas Tale. It's out of Finland from 2010 and it is amazing it is so well done for like a i don't even want to call it a b movie but it is yeah but it's it's in english and when um uh you'll forgive my ignorance i know both um uh sweden and finland are based off a of dutch language but I, i'm not sure what language danish. they speak danish Did they speak straight danish in finland i, think I they speak finnish Finnish, yeah. Finnish, yeah, but Finnish, okay, yeah. So, uh, so it's half in Finnish, half in well, really, it's about three fourths in Finnish, and the rest in English. But that movie is so good, and it's the the I think the best uh, uh, movie based off of the the technical Krampus legend, where the elves don't make toys they're the ones that come and get you and bring you to well and see see like that okay uh let me say this and then i'm gonna respond to that uh real quick those those things with the sexy krampus have actually led to in austria uh there is now an understanding that being hit by krampus's birch switch um grants fertility just wanted to throw that out there that's how popular culture works that sounds like from china like that sounds like uh, i'm going to the philippines (laughs) and drinking some cobra whiskey but I think that's that sounds exactly that's like German. Yeah, I get it sounds like the guy who got busted with, with a bunch of animal penises. <laughs> so, so what's funny is when when I was watching and looking at and reading different things, one of the things they kept bringing up was I, I just laughed. Was like, yeah, you know, Belschnickel is not really yeah. uh, much uh, celebrated except in some parts of Pennsylvania, uh, one part of Germany, and some parts of uh, Argentina. And I was like, <laughs> so why Nazis. Pennsylvania? Is that Amish? Because Pennsylvania is full of Amish people. That's very interesting. Yeah, that well, the Pennsylvania Dutch are just Germans. It's Dutch. Yeah. Okay, so it's just Dutch, but I know it's there's Pennsylvania so many, Deutsch. There's a lot so of they just, in Pennsylvania. They just didn't That's know how to say Deutsch. Okay. Yeah. I do find the concept of Krampus kind of sitting and sending out minions interesting, because that sort of folklore is uh, one of the things I read a couple times. Was That's why about, Santa sits at the North Pole because he's at a central location. From where Krampus used right. to be. Right. And think yeah. about Santa going all over the world by himself real quick. Nah. Think about he sends out his minions. Yeah. Just wait. I the I have a, f- a more fun connection. Okay. Um, okay. I love it. I love okay. it. This is awesome. So, um, you know, Krampus sends out his minions, which goes to prove that he is, in fact, not deity, but uh, what's the word? Finite. He can't be everywhere. Sure. He's not omnipresent. Sure. He can't. He can't go everywhere and be everywhere. Santa can't either. Uh, but so the real psyop is Santa. May like the 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 actual real psyop here, real quick. Sorry, is that uh, <laughs> Santa is like the dude in the Usual Suspects, where he makes everybody think it's everybody else, except he's just making everybody think it's him. But really, it's still just his elves. It's been his well, elves the, thing the whole the time. Psyop. Right, and the, and the thing about psyops is there's always eight of them, if not an infinite amount. That's the that's what a psyop is. Is a you know, 
it's it's every version of everything and santa is a is a perfect depiction and all these different um versions of it is exactly what we're talking about well it's here's 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 the thing when i was reading i kept coming across the idea that these characters were born out of a more or less satanic ideal so they were kind of anti christmas anti santa well santa wouldn't obviously but like belschnickel krampus the perktons perceivably uh, from Perkton. our view satanic idea i would say. right well the the satanic, the satanic the, idea did, the, that paraphrasing didn't exist the satanic archetype Right, Ad, a, a, ad, ad, adversarial ar- archetype. Uh, because well put, sir. It's interesting to me because the way that is you're describing it as Krampus sitting and sending his minions is not the current Christian conception of the Satan, but it is the one from antiquity. Because a lot people now seem to think that this dude's everywhere all the time doing all sorts of evil stuff. Like they think that they're in the room with the devil. You're not in the room with the devil. He, he doesn't have that kind of power, but what he does have is legions, you know, in that this idea, legions of assholes to run around and be do this to people. Right. It's sure. the same archetype. Right. And sure. if I may, what what's the basic premise? That's the easiest, easiest way to say the relationship of he sees you while you're sleeping. You know, he, he, he knows when you're sleeping. He knows when you're awake. He knows if you've done bad or good, so be good for goodness sake. It's what we teach children. And then they were About like, the CIA. Then, then, then in modern day culture, we're like, no, he's not real. But here's Jesus as an adult. And if you're good, he sees you while you're sleeping. He knows every thought you have. He knows everything you do. And if you're really good, you go to heaven. And if you're bad, you go to hell. It's the same exact theology and lesson and and premise and statement as Santa Claus in modern day culture that we teach to children about Santa. And then we tell them when they're about seven or nine that we're lying, but this thing we've been taking you to, this giant beautiful building we've been taking you to, I have nothing against uh, Judeo-Christianity. I fully support people doing well, but it's, it's a bottom line. I'm, I'm even apologizing for making a disclaimer about it. It's brass tacks. We do that to 90% of the children, you know, uh, that I, I've, you know, come in contact with and is Santa. You better be good for goodness sake, or you're not getting anything. You're getting coal. And the opposite of it, when times were harder in the old days and da, 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 uh, well, no, you're just you, you're not going to you you might get your parents blessing, but Santa's going to come take you away. And it was the same thing in judo Christianity. It was the same thing in Greek mythology. It was the same thing, whatever. Like if you're bad, the gods are going to just strike you down. Yeah, and you'll be good. You know, you, you'll you'll be rewarded when you die, you know. But as children, you're taught there's this entity that does this. And in the old days, they didn't separate them. They didn't say to you, oh, we were lying about Krampus. We were lying about Santa, which we do now. And they did a couple thousand years ago about Krampus. But the gods are real. 
the judo christian god is real and now we're we're telling you and we've simultaneously been taking you to church teaching you about um these you know gods and whatever um i i just think uh and and none of this is what i believe or or think but we're just talking about what what you know we know of history and uh i think it's very interesting the semblance between that and i'm not on board with uh teaching you know it's so fun for the parents mm. and the magic of it to have children and them think there's a santa is so fun for the kids and us as children when we were children to believe in santa but then they're like nah your frontal lobe's developing a little bit we were lying and then why do you think is a part of why the kids quit listening to us at seven or 12. I think as, I think that has a little bit to do with it. If not. Well, yeah, like I never believed in Santa. That was just never one of those things that I bought into. Did your parents, did your parents tell you? No, my parents refused to lie to me. Well, that's it. That's it. So so if they had you to believe in Santa, wouldn't you? I don't know. Like I didn't, I was smart enough as a kid to see, tv and know that not when you're five bro no i'm telling you is like when i never even had to ask them i was just like they tell you he's fake on tv like i I, did that how old are you i'm sorry i'm I'm 34 yeah yeah no they did yeah see i didn't even have like when i was growing up i didn't get television until like i was 10 and but the thing is i could read super early and like Santa isn't going to sign my dad's fucking name to, sorry, my dad's name to my present. But like Santa's not going to sign any cards. And all of these presents have cards signed on them. None of them say from Santa. I was smart to know my parents' handwriting. I mean, like, I'm with all all of you. I can fake your name. I know what it looks like. Santa didn't sign that. I remember when I was like, when, when I could first form memories, uh, I was probably four. And I remember my parents not being in the room. And it was it was oddly enough like a prayer. Sure. And I was like, uh, uh, Santa. And I was I was looking through this like it was probably I'm, I'm old. It, was probably, it wasn't a Sears catalog, but it was something like that. And I'm flipping through it and I saw these little. It was like not Legos, but it was like this little castle thing. I remember it vividly. And there was uh, these little this castle you could build and there were guardians and and warriors. And I was like, Santa. And I was talking to Santa like a prayer. I was well, yeah, like, I really want this for Christmas. And I was talking to Santa and my parents weren't around and I didn't get that. <laughs> and I remember that vividly, man. I'm just saying. Yeah. Yeah, I just never I never did the Santa thing. My parents, I mean, they didn't go out of their way to tell me Santa wasn't real. They just kind of left it up to me and I just never bought into it. I remember I called them out that Santa wasn't real and I was about seven years old. And I remember uh I do remember saying to my parents, like, some guy with bells on his socks and I've always been a smart ass uh, yeah. and whatever. I was like some guy with bells on his socks that travels the whole world in a night. 
and da da da. And I be- I kind of believed in Santa and I wanted to believe in Santa. And then my mom was like, Yeah, he's not real. You figure he's- it out. I'm like, darn it. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, man, come on. I really want some magic in my life, you know, because you're seven. Yeah. Well, well, that and that's one of those conversations, you know, I had with my mom because, you know, like I don't know if Whip told you this. I have a degree in biblical studies. Like I'm oh, big that's into that. Amazing. I had no idea. That's awesome. No, I forgot yeah. to tell him. By the way, yeah. I'm, I'm yeah. big. I'm big yeah. into that. Thanks Jesus for prepping thing. me. Whip. <laughs> Good talk, man. I'm Hold here on. to help, bud. Uh, but story. Cool story, bro. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but no, that's that, what's interesting day. is you know like. I, oh, I, I, there was another point I wanted to make, uh, but no, it's my, one of my, the reasons my mom never lied to me. She was like, because, you know, why would I set Santa up and then tell you that I lied to you later on when I believe in Jesus and I, I don't want you to lump those two things together. See, that's awesome. See, yeah, I, that's better. And I, I think that's awesome, but it also, you know, Jessica's here. Modern day parenting thing. Hey, Jessica. Hi. Hey, how are you? Good. What are we talking about? Oh, well, I was about to, well, Santa at the moment. Oh, but okay. I, I was about to say that uh, what's interesting is he mentioned uh, the, the what, what was the name of the mushroom pipes? Amanita uh, muscaria. Muscuria or muscura. It's pronounced like eight different ways, but muscuria or muscura mushroom, which is the most ancient thing I, I could find. Uh, I've ever heard of or researched um, and I've researched uh, the the origins of Santa and uh, Krampus and etc. cetera. Uh, Krampus, Krampus. It's the whatever. one that you find in the stained glass in Gnostic churches. In yes. the oldest Gnostic churches, yes. that's yes. the mushroom you find in that stained Thank glass. Thank you. And that's, that's Graham Hancock that, yeah. that, that uh, associated that in uh mm-hmm. the most recent modern day studies but um between the between the red and white and uh between the fact that it's also they used to dry them out on trees that's where ornaments come from the shamans used to do that and put them under trees that's where the ideal of presence come from and etc so here's here's an interesting thing that's the if, oldest thing i could find uh if you look I've in the found. If you look in the Greek and you like, let's say you go to the King James version and you find the word sorcery mm-hmm. and you go into the Greek and you, and this is based off of the, um, uh, what's the, what's the Bible, uh, Jessica? What's the, the Bible? Yeah. The, 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 I can't remember the name. Uh, the, the giant book. The, it's a very my, large. You have to give me more information to answer the, your question. Very popular. The L L X L X X. What's it called? Oh, uh, what's the name? The, the one that has the Septuagint. Septuagint. Oh. <laughs> so the Septuagint is an early rendering of the Hebrew Bible into Greek. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so when they when they turned got to the word sorcery, which I can't tell you what the Hebrew word was, when they they translated it, they translated it to the word pharmakeia, which mm-hmm. pharmakeia it can be used to mean hallucinogens, mind altering drugs, drugs used in the way of witchcraft and otherwise to, to separate yourself from this dimension or plane of existence. Right. Uh, But it also does generally, depending on the usage in the context, mean actual sorcery. And so it's very interesting that you mention that because 
the idea of mushrooms being a part of the the Santa Claus myth with the reindeers flying and all of that plays very well into the some of the pronouncements against these things that are in the Hebrew Old Testament and in the New Testament. And again, the bastardization of uh, Wiccan and uh, any kind of magic or whatever by Judo-Christianity would, of course, negate any of that kind of uh, mythology or legend would would instantly, you know, uh, be totally against that the frame of thought. So the Anamita, if I'm saying that right, forgive me if I'm not, that's the red and the red one with the white dots all over. Yeah, Anamita mascara mushroom. Um, that that is that is the number one thing that's related to that that they've um, theorized. Did you, guys, did you guys already mention the connectivity in the colors? Oh yeah, yeah. The oh, okay. same. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Right. It's, I it's, see it's, why it's, you didn't want to say the Greek the Greek word for sorcery because it's just like thirty seven symbols. <laughs> yeah, you don't want to read it in the Greek. It's so long. It's like <laughs> it's not thirty-three, right? <laughs> You're hoping you'll lose interest, and then just dude. Let me tell you, the first time I opened up I a Greek by the end of that word, a Greek New <laughs> Testament, I was just like, "I'm supposed to? How am I supposed to learn this? This isn't. I can't. <laughs> this is not letters. <laughs> this is someone yeah, scribbling." Dude, that's... <laughs> I know someone who can read Greek, though. That's actually, uh, I, I've never, I don't think I've ever actually looked at Greek and been like, oh, no, I, I never want to bother. <laughs> I don't ever want to bother. I'm looking at this. That's too many letters. Pharmacia works just fine. Yeah. <laughs> and also well, modern funny, Greek is not the biblical Yeah, that's Greek. coin Greek. Right. So um, before you go away from uh, the, uh, the Judeo-Christian overview and how we lie to kids and then they don't trust what we say and all that. Um, I wanted to touch on something that like sparked in my brain when he was talking about it. And like, uh, so back in the day, the control mechanism in the harder times was like, it wasn't like, all right, we'll reward you if you're good. It was just like, well, if you're yeah. good, you get to keep living. Right. And if you're bad, <laughs> well, okay. So, we'll so let me just say, let me just say, and think about, uh, you can call it hunter gatherer times, uh, more primal times, more, um, paleolithic times. Yeah. Paleolithic times. Um, it's like, Hey, uh, we can take you on this, um, journey. We can, um, gift you, with this does that does that make sense it's almost like yeah like a, uh, a, a vacation okay, well, it's it's this dark time of year and and they all uh symbiently were a, around the winter solstice i mean yeah. almost throughout history it was in, in winter and uh you know it was like okay during these dark times let's have some celebration and some some you know uh throughout history like like drinking to keep warm you know um and families get together so we're all supporting each other so you you uh, uh symbolically much less 
you bring everyone together because it's the middle of the winter and we got a little ways to go. And, and so that's why all, all of these different things throughout time kind of coincide. Does well, that make sense? Mm -hmm. To me, I kind of see that in, in as a pattern and, and uh, you know, something that pops up. Uh, as consistent through mm -hmm. all of these legends, all of this supposed and documented history. What the, the, the one point I saw there was that in the earliest, like a lot of things, it seems to me, in the earliest incarnations of something, when it's a homegrown, organic thing, born out of necessity of a people living through that thing, when it has that, it has a wholesome healing uh, regenerative, spiritual, communal aspect to it. And then yes. as, as, as we march a little further down in history and things get codified, maybe by some dudes getting super drunk, you know, and then maybe the church gets all, Hey, don't get so super drunk, you know, and then they kind of institute <laughs> some other things into it. Like there That's becomes less of, too. <laughs> please don't, please Thanks. don't abuse the Eucharist guys. Thanks. Yeah. So like, right. So like, so there becomes less of a, a communal healing uh, born of a, a necessity and, and a little more of like an overarching, hey, maybe you should do what we say. And if you don't, some dude's going to come by and it would be a real shame if this shop burned down. And what's um, the best time to do it? In the right. summertime. When people are lowest. You can, you can run off and do whatever you want. You're going to be good. In the wintertime, you need to. You need to stay and you need to, and I'm talking about throughout history and, and when we don't have the amenities that we do now, it, you know, you, you need to stay home with your family and rely on your village and your friends and your community because it's winter and we've you been die. keep stowing our acorns, man. And it's time to respect your family and the people that, you know, are around you much less, raised you and and provided you with shelter and food um the the winter time is the number one time you need to respect that even in modern day like you can get snowed in look at buffalo new york right now you think those people are calling you know their friends in florida for empathy they're not they're, they're calling their neighbors and they're all becoming very good friends right now and they've they they haven't called them since covid you know what I mean? Yeah. Did I say a dirty word? Is that bad? Yeah. <laughs> no, you're so good. Then, okay. Actually, okay. So real quick, let, let me wrap this up. Okay. Wrap, wrap it up. Wrap, wrap it up. Okay, Let's move forward. So then you move out of the church, right? And the, the Krampus with the stick and his, and he's the buddy to St. Nick and they kind of just work as a team and you move out of the church stuff, right? And you move on into more modern day where the power structures have moved into a more secular area, right? Mm -hmm. So then the control mechanism at that point becomes, uh, Cam mentioned the communists versus the national socialists, right? And then, but you move even farther and uh, Santa is like our 1950s, uh, a Christmas story mall Santa type fella, you know? And oh, totally. like the, the stick's just gone. Because it's 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 the land of plenty, and we're the greatest country everywhere, you know. And so, like, we got to remove the stick in everything we do, you know. We're not we're there's no need to because we're awesome. 
and then you move it just a little bit farther and Krampus kind of comes back because maybe some people are getting a little bit wild and you move it a little bit farther. We have elf on a shelf and, and you, then you move it like, where are we now? And elf on a shelf is the reality. Like that's everybody's everyday, all the time reality. I love it. I didn't think of the elf on the shelf connotation. That's that new, new, and that's that new fun. Um, well, that's what kid. I bring buddy. That new, new. <laughs> what's, what's that new new that's that new hotness what's what's interesting is how krampus kind of fell away from the scene for a good long time and when the consumerism ramped up when elf on the shelf was released suddenly there's some dark ass krampus going around well the it, parades in germany yeah they had oh, parades in germany those. for krampus and they're amazing it looks like it makes new orleans look like the vatican like it is dark bro yeah well no it, it's hey, interesting it, it, as like those a push raids they have in germany for krampus are absolutely amazing and it is not a you know um uh, christmas parade let's put no, it that it's way. not well it's it, it, it one of the things that one of the theories that someone posited was that um krampus the return of krampus especially in his uber demonic form that we're, we're seeing now horror films stuff like that um, is a response to rabid consumerism and a a, a fight right. against Santa Claus and all of that. Yeah. Uh, but one of the one of the things I wanted to mention is you 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 mentioned how in these different cultures there are these different things that can that seem to pop up in pattern. You seem to find patterns consistent. You know what's interesting is one of the patterns that people act like is just completely weird and unexplainable are across the world there are these pyramids there's ziggurats there are pyramids there are all of these things across this line and people are always like where the hell did these come from why are they all along this line why did every culture build this except for the jews and so it's a good question but it's it's really interesting because if you start looking at um because you know if you dig into ancient semitic history if you dig into history in general <clears throat> you start to actually notice that if you look at the tabernacle, um, it is all about recreating Eden. It has all these different this different imagery and the different parts of the tabernacle and the temple that point back to Eden, which is considered within Judaism and Christianity the cosmic temple, right? Where, where God met man. And what I was going to say, they don't have a pyramid, but they built a thing. It's just that other people tore it down. Right, but they didn't build a pyramid. They didn't try to reach up into that area like right. other cultures did. Um, but what's interesting is if you look back at the the uh, the Edenic narrative, if you look back at where Eden was, is it's at the at the crossroads of rivers. It's on a mountaintop. It's all of these different things. As you look, are recreating this this one ideal, and so you can trace it back to this concept of a cosmic temple. You can disagree if that whether or not it's the Christian God, aka the Jewish God, uh, in his cosmic temple or not. But it's interesting because I can very easily explain why this these things happened because people spread out and they try to recreate their temple. Mm -hmm. And history is destroyed, and people try to recreate history from their heart and their fear and and uh, you know what they love and what they know and and what they've got. And, uh, you know, uh, history is destroyed by um, other 
uh, cultures that move in um, because they want their the the that's what makes this conversation and every conversation about history difficult, if that yeah. makes sense. And y'all forgive me, I have to put another log on the fire, literally. No worries. So, uh, I'll be, give me one minute. I have to throw a log on the fire. I live in a little house and uh, our fire's about out. So I'll be You're right good. back. I throw two on, throw cold. two on there. I'm sorry. Uh, but no, it, it, it is interesting to me because it's, it's, mankind has tried to recreate Eden since the dawn of time. And if you look at the Tower of Babel, that's another story of a ziggurat being built, mm -hmm. a temple being built to gods other than... So that's not even to mention the 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 powers, the principalities that are going around and being like, hey, build this thing. Build this thing for me. Hey, you. I'm build it God. for me. How are you doing, Jessica? It's been a minute. I'm okay. Um, I'm getting over. I have the flu that everybody else has. So, or I had it. But. I have, I have been fighting. I wouldn't call it a flu, but I I've been fighting a cold for like two weeks. Yeah. That's about. But I also haven't stopped working for two weeks. So it wasn't enough to like put me down. So I just kept rolling. <laughs> and I think that was to my detriment because now it's like this never ending cough. So. Yeah. If I start yeah. up and have to mute, <laughs> you'll excuse me. <laughs> Are you on the yep. vitamin D? Yeah, I take all kinds of different stuff out of all different kinds of bottles. Yeah, I'm okay. telling you. The vitamin D is magic, dude. Um, vitamin D, I take the high dose, actually, the 50,000 yeah. 50, IU. Um, me too. You take it once a week? stuff over the counter, man. You got to get that stuff through a guy. Do you, I mean, do he's you called a pharmacist, but he's is still it, a guy. Is it once a week or? Um, was so I'm prescribed to take them twice a week, but I only take them once a week because yeah, I'm prescribed once a week for that. Yeah. So I do it once a week and then I sit outside and warm my junk outside. Yeah. I was always told that you needed to take that with uh, with zinc for the absorption past the cell membrane. Okay, that's interesting because I don't know if you guys know what Bose lines are. But there are these horizontal double lines that can appear on your nail beds, on your toenail beds, yeah. or your fingernail beds. They're yeah. horizontal, not vertical. The vertical ones are normal. But if you have the horizontal ones, they can indicate zinc deficiency. And mm -hmm. when I was taking two vitamin D, the, uh, vitamin, the high dose vitamin D twice a week, I mm -hmm. was getting Bose lines. And when I stopped taking it, I stopped getting Bose lines. And I also now take a zinc supplement. So I you take all this. I take all the chemicals. So you know what's things. interesting about the vitamin D? This is totally off topic. Uh, but you know about the vitamin D is um, when I was reading up on it because I, I took it and I was going outside. You know that whole thing. I was losing my freaking yeah. hair. But look at this. Yeah. Look look how it looks thick. great. By the way, Luscious. look at this. By the way, it's beautiful. Luscious. It's back, baby. Um, but um, one of the things I found out was that if you can take the vitamin D all you want, but it doesn't really do anything until you actually go outside and activate it. Correct. Correct. So there's there's really no reason to take it unless you're also sitting your butt outside. Yes. Or walking around outside. Or walking around and doing stuff outside. Yeah, or shaking am actually, almond trees. It's actually <laughs> awesome. How do you and pronounce it, as, that? As you can tell by the, my vampiric complexion, almond? I don't get a lot of sunshine. So yeah. Well, <laughs> and, and that's the uh the uh, double entendre uh, yin-yang curse of the sun is you get vitamin D, but it also fry your skin. And I'm Irish, so see, I have a limited time I can stand in that. Yeah. 
Yeah. Here's the deal. I started when I started sitting out in the sun, I started by doing like 10 minutes a day and then I did 15. Then I, I got up to like an hour and you know what I did? I never once got sunburned. Yeah. I mean, you put the base down. You got to put the base down, man. Yeah. Start slow. Well, between <laughs> the, um, the urethane and chemicals I've been exposed to from house painting and then art, uh, and then living in South America for years, um, it's too late for me. Save yourselves. I have a full head of hair. Real psyched about it. Dude. My wife never goes in the sun and she's drop dead gorgeous at um, three years old. And uh, <laughs> she is the, my my stepmother uh, when we went to Thanksgiving was uh, commenting on like how she looked and like what what moisturizers do you use? And what she's like, I just never went in the sun. I know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And she, she's wrinkle free and drop dead gorgeous yeah. at three years old. So yeah. It's weird to marry a three-year-old. Yeah. Yeah, it is. Uh, it is. Really. Yeah, I'm not going to tell you which uh, uh, preface of, you know, I'm just, that I'm just going to assume it's 70. Um, yeah. I, yeah. Go ahead. I'm really Go impressed. Ahead. Yeah. <laughs> I've missed you, Jessica. <laughs> I've missed you guys too. I mean, I, I, I've literally been talking to you all this whole time, but I yeah, haven't but seen your different. faces in a while. It's oh, it's nice to see your face. Look at, look at all the things I did. I know it's very nice. I was looking at it while you guys were talking because I didn't quite know what you were talking about. So <laughs> I was checking out <laughs> your background each individually. I really like this painting that Whip Scott up behind him. Thank you. And Who painted then, that? Is this, um, on your side, is this a airbrushed piece? Uh, no, you? it's all it's all paintbrush. Uh, the okay. background is uh, spray paint, but this is okay. Okay, I just wanted to uh, throw up a painting, and I mean that literally because she's not even done. But uh, I went to my art studio today to prepare for this, uh, and uh, I just grabbed one painting to throw in the background. But I do artwork for a living, and. Um, this is, uh, I'm sorry, it's a negative flip yeah. version. So I'm going to look this way. Yeah. That painting <laughs> uh, is uh, one, one of my favorites, but uh, she's also one of my most hated uh, paintings in life because she's never going to be done. And I refuse to sell her. And uh, people have offered to buy it. And I'm like, mm so <laughs> all right but so i love her and we're friends we're good friends but what do you, you want to know about what's behind me now oh i me yeah, I, I hope you're anyone. asking me because uh i was so jealous of your background <laughs> before we started this podcast okay so you've got obviously a shark's mouth i want to know right above there's a shark's mouth go to i have no idea your right or left right from no up what is that with the lights on it and the antlers oh that's a jackalope, jackalope amazing yeah. love it <laughs> good love job. my jackalope i love it yeah i've got so it's hard to tell from the lights yeah so we've got uh we've got the the shark mouth we've got my this is from a um irish whiskey where irish whiskey this is a barrel stave from when irish whiskey was aged that i used to open beer um i've got here this one's fun i'm not familiar with whiskey at all this is, I don't know if you recognize this guy from anything, but it's the, the mosquito in Amber from Jurassic Park. 
Because I thought, hey, that's cool. Let's put that back there. It's interesting right. that when you hold that object up, I can hear a musical score yeah. in my mind. The musical score. Bat. Yeah, it's a bat. In resin. Yeah. It's gross. I, I would bet $100 right now that he would buy some of Miranda's artwork. <laughs> See, this one? This is like the coolest one. It's a freeze-dried rattlesnake. He would totally buy Miranda's. He would buy the shit out of that. She doesn't even do you that. You remember how anymore. bad the studio Aaron, she doesn't do that, that hole in she that works for the movies turtle. now. She's screen gems, bro. Yeah. You gotta, you gotta, you gotta you remember how bad Fox Skull? Fox Skull? Those are gorgeous. Got the 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 um what's it called? The Holy Grail from Indiana Jones. Mm -hmm. Got the uh, whip from Indiana Jones. There's Santa. Alligator, because I'm in Florida. You can't course, you see the alligator. Is. You can't see him I at all. see the alligator. Oh, very nice. Oh, you're a Florida so man. Tiny. That's a baby alligator. Is that a it's king like or a little alligator? Baby. It's, a, it's a little alligator. Okay. Um, I love my grail. That's like probably my favorite thing that's up there. I, I, I think that because you said that, I mean, that defines the holy grail. And then I've got my mule near. You just picked it up. <laughs> so now we know you're the true host of this podcast. That's how we know. And when you dropped it, the camera shook. The whole camera Did shook. Did you see that? <laughs> that the whole that camera made, shook. That made the podcast right there. Yeah. That's it. Now we know uh, we got a good one. Yeah, I had fun. Because what I found out is if you go on to eBay and you have, I'm not, just, I don't know if this is legal, so don't do it. But if you get like three different accounts, you're talking about the podcast or what you're about to say, what I'm about to say, okay. um, if you go on eBay, a couple different accounts and you, you do best offers on someone and you lowball them with two of them and let those him say no to those. And then you come in with a reasonable offer that you're willing to pay on your actual account. It works. You should play the stock market. more. <laughs> often. That's brilliant. That's like, all I'm saying that's the low V, like when Johnson and Johnson has a problem, but you know they're an old company, and and Fox News says baby powder, their lawsuit. You invest in Johnson and Johnson because their stock's going to drop, but you know they're going to go right back up. That's what you're talking about. I'm just I, saying I right now. If you if yeah. you pr if you prime someone for failure, you can win. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> dot com yeah we're in the wrong business all of us is it ethical probably not did i do it yep. are we talking about business or ethical because no. those are two <laughs> totally different animals can oh. i can i interject this to get uh and i, I don't want to interrupt this lovely conversation but what i found out today and this is this is what's amazing because um i was uh i got you know introduced to this and told um, I was going to be a part of this um, a couple weeks ago by uh, Mr. Whip and Spoon. Uh, but um, so it is the Christmas season, right? Yeah. What? Uh, my, and my wife, my far, far better half. Wife. Uh, wife. 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 Whip cream. Yeah. Cream whip, sorry, cream whip. Uh, uh, the song, um, it's the most wonderful time of the year. Uh, 
back on subject, I've always wondered there's a core uh, lyrics from it are there'll be parties for hosting marshmallows for toasting and caroling out in the snow. Mm-hmm. There'll be scary ghost stories and tales of the glories of Christmases long, long ago. Mm-hmm. I've never understood that the one line, there'll be scary ghost stories. Mm-hmm. And today, before this podcast, knowing I was supposed to prep and uh, prepping for this podcast, um, why is the line, there'll be scary ghost stories? That makes no sense. Who tells Krampus. scary ghost stories on Christmas? But Krampus. Germans. If, if you listen to this <laughs> very famous Americanized Christmas song, it's um, the to, to read the last of it, there'll be scary ghost stories and tales of the glories of Christmases long, long ago is exactly what we're talking about. And that is a uber- Super famous, repeated every Christmas, American, American accepted, you know, uh, North American accepted, worldwide accepted Christmas song. But that explains, I think, and has a lot to do with everything we're talking about. And I think it's amazing that that line, there'll be scary ghost stories and tales of the the glories of Christmases long, long ago. And it now makes sense perfectly <laughs> because of what we're talking about. Do you all see what I'm saying? You're welcome. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but that, that makes sense in that Christmas song. That's why they say that is what I think. And she brought that up because she was like, well, you just said that today is like, why do they say there'll be scary ghost stories? And well, it's because like, that was the time. How old is that song, by the way? Let me look that up. Uh, that the it's the most wonderful time of the year is the song. But there'll be parties for hosting, marshmallows for toasting, and then all of a sudden it, it well, and then caroling out in the snow, which is being out in the in in you know bad weather, a place you don't want to be, and then the next line is there'll be scary ghost stories. And tales of the glories of Christmases long, long ago. I never got that. <laughs> I have a request for Hollywood, though. Could you please stop remaking Scrooge? For God's sake. Yeah, please. That's, that's, that's one Ryan ghost Reynolds, story. Ryan Reynolds what? and Will Ferrell should just do Deadpool. And I don't know if Will Ferrell's done or not, but that whole Sherlock Holmes thing was really bad. Wait, uh, did they remake Scrooge? Yeah. The Bill Murray one? Oh, no, yeah. Not they, Scrooge. They have this new thing on Apple TV with Ryan Reynolds and Will Ferrell, and I'm not even going to watch it. I'm done. Mm-hmm. Well, I saw that, and I was like, I'm not, I, I love Ryan I'm Reynolds. I'm not going to watch it. I don't even care. I don't, I'm, I'm not so, watching. It's the most wonderful time of the year was released in 1963, so it's not super old. It's not super old. Uh, it's like way us, after the Nazis. I don't know when you were that's born. That's like way but, after the Nazis uh, were yeah, already that's, here. That's, that's, that's pretty old, but to... To have that quote in it is a direct relation of this entire uh, premise of what we're talking about. And I think that's amazing 
Um, the one thing I didn't find scary was ghost anything on Black thing, Peter. The lines after that make sense. Black Peter's been canceled. Um, he, he is uh, either Santa or uh, Belschnickel's uh, boy. Slave Just boy. like a clone. Yeah, it's a, it's essentially a slave boy. When yeah. I was trying to the the oh. art that I did. Oh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So the, no, the, no, the name makes so much sense. Oh my god! We're making connections. Yeah. I mean, this is just happening all in real time. I didn't even. Well, until let me tell right you. Now, trying saying, to that do that was I get that you. was that was my uh, uh, big juice for the entire podcast was that um, the reason that I'm sorry there'll be scary <laughs> ghost stories. Is mentioned in that song. Yeah, that That explains everything, and that's the entire premise of what we're talking about. Is it didn't come from uh, Santa and and the legends thereof? Undeniably, uh, wasn't this happy guy that could travel all over the world and bring you presents if you're good, and if you were bad, you got coal in your stocking, like. No, it's like there's scary ghost stories and tales of the glories. So what were the glories then? Long, long ago. And the glories. So the glories in 63 would have been Jesus. No, not 63. I'm talking like Krampus. Yeah, no, but I know. (laughs) What they're talking about. I'm talking about when the song is written, homie. 63. I mean, that's like Frank Sinatra shit. Sorry. Well, I mean, that was Andy Williams. Sorry to curse. I don't think Sinatra liked so Andy I will, Williams. I will and if just he did, I'm starting a rumor that he didn't right here. So that it was it was custom. And I, I had to look it up before I said anything, but I was pretty sure I was right. And I was. Yeah. It was the custom during the Victorian era to tell ghost stories during Christmas because um, you know, the they sun went down people. really early. You're in candlelight for most of the night, you're gathered around. A lot of people told ghost stories during the Victorian era during Christmas. And then um, the glories of Christmas is long, long ago may in fact be a reference to um, several medieval battles that happened on Christmas Day. So um, while I do not necessarily deny that your version is completely plausible, I think a much more recent in history uh, connection to something in 1963, maybe the medieval era before it's a uh, classical pre-Christian era connection. Sure. Still completely disassociated with anything going on in 63. Say what? I'm sorry. Still completely disassociated with anything that anyone knew that was going on in 1963. Oh, uh, yeah. I don't think the average person in 63 would have. Yeah. Much less that long ago for further than longer ago is Mm -hmm. is what I'm saying. So we're on the same page. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I'm just going to make the assumption (laughs) that this song was written on December 1st of 1963 just two weeks after the murder of John F. Kennedy and the ghosts that they're talking about, <laughs> the stories they're telling are about John F. Kennedy oh, being a ghost in their house. I'm going to get some tinfoil. I got to get tinfoil. Hold on. Oh God. The the glory. I got to get some tinfoil. We're for advertising gonna, purposes. Do Almost what? all of them were written to tell things. Out of tinfoil, I would do it right now. What'd you say, Jessica? I said that um, almost every Christmas song that was written in the 60s was written as advertising to sell things. Right. So so that and they were selling very, the very... New World Order post-JFK assassination. I mean... <laughs> I love it! This I is, love it! This is my canon, okay? 
<laughs> oh my god the glories the glories are vietnam we yeah. already had dudes in vietnam <laughs> well i'll be home for christmas is a war-based christmas yeah. song yeah that movie wait i'll be home for so is white oh christmas. no that's it's cold outside sorry my bad <laughs> okay, that's, can we hash that's this out? It's a different out? kind of war. <laughs> I am I am so tired of hearing people say that Baby It's Cold Outside is a song about rape. Anyone that's who thinks so that's anyone yeah. who thinks Baby It's Cold Outside is about rape has never tried to seduce a woman. Have you seen the Saturday <laughs> Saturday Night Live skit uh where they uh it's uh it's not that old, it's about 10 years old, I think where they do baby it's cold outside but then they they sing this song to each other and i forget the cast i forget whatever the actors and actresses in that but uh, you know they they reenact it male female and then she stays and then they wake up and then he's like but it's really not that bad you should probably go. <laughs> it's so good. I just it think nails it. And every time somebody uh, posts that that's, you know, sexist or, you know, uh, you know, uh, uh, whatever about not even rape, but like, you know, date rape, whatever. Yeah. Bill Cosby then, stuff. Then, whenever they comment on that, I just, copy and paste the youtube video of that snl skit well, where they wake up the next morning he's like yeah no it's not that bad outside like you should see this skit it's brilliant it's all i'm saying brilliant. is it was written and performed by a man and his wife and it was about how like women are like i really can't stay <laughs> like it's not about like i really can't stay it's cold outside like <laughs> it's it's not rape it's seduction. No, it's, not. it's very it's I mean, it's not, yeah. you know, it's look, that's a classic and uh beyond like, you know, Sinatra shit. Sorry, stuff. Um that is uh you know, it's it, it's from when was that written? I'll I'll Google it. I when was that written? Was like that we're gonna listen to these songs like Tannenbaum, Christmas Tree, and da da da, and we're gonna call them out on that. We could do a hundred songs like that, but that's the easiest. And that was it was written by Frank Loser in nineteen forty four. Yeah, thank you. I think that they Before don't the understand courtly II. love. And this is an expression of courtly love, which is very different than hookup culture and yeah. um where and you're supposed to pursue and give chase and yeah and have fun and, and go back and well, that's forth. what you just said um about who, american culture was that the other song was written you know this was during world war ii and as you just said after world war ii with the uh uh the there'll be scary ghost stories and etc cetera, etc cetera. um this was a totally different planet Mm-hmm. And it didn't mean that at all, and it meant totally different to totally different people. Yeah, like it's it's. But it's we yeah. still listen to it, and now they're trying to say they meant that. You right. weren't there. They're like it's so. You rapey. weren't there when they wrote that. That didn't mean that to those people, and you have no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> so, uh, one one fact, and then I'm that is going to put me into a rant. I'm so I'm so stoked. 
Um, but I'm watching uh, him finish this glass and I want to keep poking him on the topic. So he'll like really the, the red, <laughs> the, the, uh, the guy who wrote the song, baby, it's cold outside also wrote guys and dolls, the musical. So no, I love kidding. guys and dolls. Are you serious? So yeah, same, same thing. So he was um, wears pink ink and every time he opened his mouth, purse fell out. <laughs> yeah. So, and that was back in the oh, day shit. when you couldn't be a gay man. It was guys and dolls, not guys and guys. Uh, guys, have you seen Guys and Dolls? I love Guys and Dolls. I will never not see that show. That was not written by a straight man. No, no, no musicals are. <laughs> no. He had that two beards. Perfect. I had no idea that was written. He had two beards. That um, that makes that song even so more to two, the point. Did you say two beards? Yeah, he Just had two beards. He had two beards. Lynn Garland. So he, two ex wives. Is that like a Jesus yes. thing where it's like. No, split, he had two or... wives. Jess. It's like two two wives. 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 Okay. Man <laughs> had two wives. Mutton chops. Mutton chops. <laughs> oh, God. What? I, it, it put me on to something. Oh, you said it's like re okay so this is this is an interesting thing about american culture how people american christianity actually um but we like as a post enlightenment reason based society we like to read our history through the eyes of us mmm oh. and not not oh, through oh i have so many things to say about that we Please, know I'm everything not not through the eyes of those who wrote the piece or received the piece but those they, they, we want to base it on us, which is mm -hmm. I'm, I'm digging more into um, certain uh, same same topic I was talking about when last time that's you were why, on, Jessica. Um. <laughs> I'm so sorry, but that's why we defeated Hitler. And that's why we went over the top at the Battle of the Bulge. And all of these people who never had anything to do with any of these heroic acts placed themselves in the position of we that we did these things. We have a legend that we tell about ourselves as a people. Well, it's like, it's in that, 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 happens, us. that happens day to day with sports. Mm -hmm. I'm an, I, I was raised in Alabama, so I'm an Alabama fan. Feel free to hate me. But how many people do you hear talking about their football team who go, we won against blah, blah, blah. You didn't Borrowed do anything. Glory. You sat on your ass and watched it on TV. Shut up. Yep. But that leads me to the point like you know we we read um we 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 listen to this song or other people listen to this song and go oh this is obviously rapey this is about rape it's like no you just made a period piece about you instead mm -hmm. of about the piece that it was written that's what happens with genesis that's what happens with early christianity because we were talking earlier about these different ideas and about how uh, you, you had described the the story of Santa kind of similarly as to the story of Jesus, which is essentially, I agree with you, but it's the bastardized pop culture sense of Jesus rather than the actual historical and theological sense of Jesus. Totally agree with you too. And yes, so, yeah. and so it's fascinating because when it comes to reading Genesis, when it comes to reading the New Testament, when it comes to reading, listening to the song, baby, it's cold outside. We deal with the same egocentricity, regardless of what we're reacting to, and that is really dumb. Okay, so so <laughs> y'all, uh, there's also a basic premise that Hitler said, um, and we're going to go full circle and and far beyond what I thought we would go to tonight, uh, based off this entire we're talk about podcast. Commies and premise. Nazis again. 
was no was uh this entire podcast is based off of the origin of santa claus uh sure right so hitler said and and what i've said and what we've been talking about one of the main quotes that hitler said and he was dead on and dead right and every i'm so glad to have kanye west on our show thank you for showing up um Please no. don't compare me to no, Kanye No, no, that joke doesn't land. Damn. Yeah. They can't all be zingers. <laughs> I would love his money, but yeah, no. Uh, Hitler said, people will believe a big lie, but they won't believe a little lie. Yep. Wasn't that Goebbels? I think that That's, was Hitler's propaganda minister. What, that has a lot of semblance. Well, um, I'm, I'm trying to keep on topic, and I'm, no, I'm not good. trying to take away from the conversation. But Hitler said people will believe a big lie instead of a little lie. You tell a huge lie, people will believe it. Santa Claus, religion, da-da-da. That is the same thing Hitler did. Well, yeah, and it's also compounding on little lies. There are two ways to to lie to people. Compounding on little lies, but the bottom line is you tell a huge lie, you have a bunch of money, a bunch of power. You get away with it. Well, if you tell a huge lie, it's so ridiculous, people will believe it. Well, and yeah, Hitler said that. No, and I agree with you. I'm just saying on the the other option is tiny little lies, little deceptions that seep into the very Along foundation the way, of things. Sure. Mm-hmm. Look, yeah. you, you like boiling a frog. And I'm right. just I'm just on the same subject as Santa Claus and and what well, we're talking about and throughout really, history and how when it, you talk about Santa Claus, you're really talking about like a Sort of like a great lie that we tell or a legend that we tell. Exactly. So many of those topics can kind of like filter in through like what are exactly. what are the that's what uh, I'm saying bedtime yeah. stories we tell ourselves even as yeah. adults. Yeah, you get it. Well, yeah. it's it's funny. That's, all, that's you... all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, I, 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 I get where you're coming from. Right. But Hitler said that, and we're talking right. about Santa Claus um, and uh, semblance and relationship to other things uh that we believe in and have been told um that that's got a lot of consistency and 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 coincide with a lot of things that um throughout history we've been told i'm not sure why i thought that was goebbels but no you're right it totally was that dude it was probably written by goebbels though uh no it was apparently i just looked it up it was dictated by him for his book yeah, but like, how Hitler had a ghostwriter? Come on, maybe somebody ghost wrote his. Yeah, web. but published as published as published as published as his quote. But people will believe a big lie. They will be believe a big lie, and the reason I I, I brought they that can't up. Can't believe you would tell something so ridiculous and so horrible, or so like you know uh, bad, or or that much of a lie humans don't well, live that well, way the, the thing cam From was saying about the adulthood they don't believe that way humans so don't the, act that way they don't believe that way they don't these you know our hairless lemming monkey minds don't think um well that's too big of a deal no one would ever lie about that and world leaders and history and how we've been taught to raise our children and 
you know, the way to keep people in control all exist off of that. And mm -hmm. that's a very good way to do that. That's so, all I'm the, the, the point about the point about the compounding of the little lies is like, you can see it. An example of what Cam was saying, you can see that in yeah. uh, the narrative over the, over the last couple of years, wherein, uh, what I found I'll be right back. from an interpretation of, 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 of news from a bunch of different sources is like, you'll get a limited hangout here and a limited hangout here. And they're all telling a truth, but they're all only telling part of a truth. And the part of it's the of that stuff. truth that they tell is often exaggerated, just askew. And then that's the part that's emphasized. And so, well, like, particles so of that's where so that's where you get to. That's that's a more effective way to get to a big lie or a control mechanism is the compounding of the smaller inaccuracies. Like, let's just misrepresent. What is Santa or, Claus? What well, is Santa Claus? Can I tell bunch you of little lies? One a bunch of little lies. Go ahead. Yeah, but it brings people together. It's it's the worst time of the year. It's the hardest time of the year. Hold on, let Cam talk. Um, I was just gonna say the reason I brought up the little lies, it is kind of tied into Santa because earlier you mentioned the mushrooms and you mentioned that it was in Gnostic churches. Which yeah. the no, reason I no, mentioned uh, it was uh, or it's in paintings the or something was Siberia and the Arctic. Siberia okay, so and yeah, but Arctic was where but, it came from, and uh, as far as the churches and the uh, that were based off of that, I, I don't I don't know that information. I apologize, but no, it was uh, it came from Siberia and the Arctic, which is interesting because those mushrooms don't grow well there. But it was so long ago, the earth was very different then. So, uh, well, the reason I mentioned that is because you, you, I, someone mentioned Gnostic churches. And if you look at the little lies, if you look at the little lies that piss me off the most, uh, yeah. they, are, they are the little lies that came through to Christianity today, American Christianity. Yeah. And those two, the, okay, so there are three that are kind of big, uh, but one of them's so pathetic, it's sad. Uh, but the two big lies that have really gained a lot of sway within American Christianity and kind of greater Christianity are Gnosticism, the little lies that this matches up with uh, the Hebrew scriptures, with uh, the the concepts that were in the Second Temple period. I know this is very high level. I'm sorry. Um, no, no, no. Yeah, no uh, Gnosticism and Neoplatonism are both mm -hmm. little lies. Uh, some of them entered in through, uh, hey, if this pisses you off, I'm sorry, Augustine. Uh, mm -hmm. Augustine, uh, he brought in, he was a Gnostic before he was a Christian, started d doing most of his writings within five years of being a Christian and brought in a lot of Gnosticism. He brought in a lot of the concepts that the Orthodox Church, for example, uh, rejects. Uh, specifically, one of the big ones that it rejects is uh, the concept of original sin or imputed sin, right? That you you are guilty because your parent was guilty because their parent was guilty all the way up to Adam and Eve, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. This is a lie of Gnosticism that has made its way into the common vernacular of the Christian church. Now, I, I agree with you fully. Why would you think that would piss me off? 
Oh, no, not you. I'm talking in general, people who like. Oh, okay. Augusta. Okay. I was about to say, um, like, we're on the same page. I'm, no, no, no. I, I, I'm not saying you. exactly what you're saying. No, 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 not you. I'm, I thought you were talking to me. Yeah, yeah. No, you're good. You're good. The okay. royal the royal you. Um, <laughs> but the, the other one is Neoplatonism. Um, Neoplatonism being primarily this uber dualistic view of the human, where in the Hebrew scriptures, in Christ, early Christianity, up until a certain point, the concept that you would be a dualistic being rather than a holistic one was un, un, unheard of, unthought mm -hmm. of. You were not right. a eternal soul matched with a, a material body that dies and is bad, right? Well, this is and – and so like when you're talking about these different things earlier about Santa Claus and how that lie is similar to Jesus, my brain goes to the fact that this is not the original – concept that was taught this is the one that was derided and destroyed by gnosticism and neoplatonism that we and have now no it's the way, common pop pop culture christianity yeah and in no way uh, i am saying that judo uh honestly judo you're good lie, um but dude no worries about this preface and this premise and 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 where we're building from and this podcast is that Santa Claus and Krampus is the biggest lie that we teach children. And I, I don't like that, but, it, and, and I don't know what you happened 12,000 years ago, um, right. but I, I think that's what we teach children to interject and prep them for whilst we take them to church or Right. No, um, and, and that's a problem. I agree with you fully that that's a you problem. You know, I mean, that's that's the thing in modern day. In modern yeah. day, a long time ago, we had concepts and we we had other things that we were more aware of, technologies that are far different than today um, that, um, you know, uh, were a little different. And I'm just not happy with... Um, the uh theory or the legend of um that and i don't like doing that to my children i don't like that people dude, do that i am to children dude i'm with dude you. so there's a famous comedian who uh successfully we can I say his name because he's probably Bert already Kreischer. so bert kreischer has successfully convinced his children who? that santa claus is real who? bert kreischer Bert Kreischer, the machine, yeah. the machine, the, the machine. So the machine the, the has successfully convinced his children that Santa Claus is real to the point like he has. Yeah, he has a Santa Claus on speed dial that anytime he dials that number, Santa calls. Uh, they have like he talks gleefully of like making uh, little kids cry his like, like little Jewish like... kids cry. His daughters are like 16 plus, buddy. Yeah, that's and what still I'm saying. Santa. He has actively like worked at it. I do not like these him. children for a decade. I'm sorry. And a half I think he's plus. brilliant. I know he's brilliant. And oh, I, well, I wouldn't I'm say not, brilliant. I'm not going to get into all him. that. And I don't think he's brilliant. No, he's a he's, I, he's a dumb dumb. Like let's. I, I, <laughs> he's funny, I, I, but he's a dumb he's dumb. Smart yeah, enough yeah. to get where he is, but sure. I think he was placed. He got there whatever he's got the timing he's good enough but yeah no i can't stand the side of him much less the side of him is you do your comedy act without a shirt on and i can't 
<laughs> I do. I, uh, so large Marge asks, how do I break it to my eight year old that Santa is crap? You want to know what? Okay. <laughs> Whip. Yeah. Um, approximately how many well, children do it. I have? Yeah. Yes, that's true. Yeah, um, here's, here's one thing. I'll I've do already this. done it. I'm already, I'm already, I'll already do this. into my wife teaches that. I'll do this. I'll do this on this episode. And it's so late in the episode. Most people won't hear it. Hey, well, your number's off by one, but it Is won't it come really? to fruition until March or May. Oh! I'm going to name it. Uh, I, I I I have that in my head. We don't know about the middle name yet. I'll talk. We'll talk about that off air. We'll talk about that later. That's amazing. <laughs> but congratulations, congratulations, Thank you. holy Thank crap! Congratulations, congratulations you and Mama. What a blessing! I know it's awesome. That thing can That's brave awesome. brave through silicone. I don't know if it has an axe on it, but you know, like got through the the barrier yeah. um but let me let me answer this question as a dad hey man let me just tell you congratulations thank you <laughs> i told jessica earlier she's like one of four people that knew before this um I, but i really enjoyed whip's reaction like it was really cute but know that now <laughs> i thought it was a great time to do it um so uh, march when it comes to my children um what we have done which they're all young but what we have done is we have played the Santa game, right? Uh, so instead of Santa being a real person, Santa is a game we play with those who want to play the game. We oh, know like he's this. not, we know he's not this. real, but if you want to play the game with Santa, if you want to do the, the thing, the cookies and all of that, you've, you are welcome to do so. We will, we'll do that. We don't sign anything, Santa. Everything comes from mom and dad. But we will play the game, and it is a game, and they know they all that's what they know. So, that's, that thing. that's I, awesome. I think that's a snow. great game. I'm having snow envy right now, but I think that's brilliant, Pam. I'm sorry, I gotta put we live in a very small house. I think that's brilliant, Cam. I love Thank it. Thank you. I love it. I'm sorry, I'm, I'm I've got to put. That was guy. that. That was my solution. Is no, that's brilliant, and that's the thing. Is it's like uh, to i.e. play Santa. Yeah, it's, and there's what's what's better to end the podcast or to talk about this by a wood stove and a Christmas tree in this house here's, in the middle of nowhere. Here's that's the in thing. Virginia and Tennessee. Well, I'm in North Carolina, so. It's it's very good, but here's here's the end of the podcast. Let's do it. Let's There's do a it. well. Let me ask a let me ask a because I just I, I need I've been working too much and I'm tired and I need the encouragement. So I'm going to ask these two a question, and then I'll ask you all the final question. Okay, Whip, what's your favorite thing about me? Mm, my <laughs> favorite thing about you. About you. <coughs> oh. I will say it is your unbridled enthusiasm for antagonistic <laughs> approaches to life. And like in all things, like you just, what I see in you is a man who wants to see a thing. Just let me touch it. Just, just let me poke it one. Just going to poke it again. I really, I love it. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, uh, you know, I love you. My favorite thing you. about Whip, let me think. 
obviously I've had some of this as Jessica can, can tell if I'm in this mood. Oh, you got that Elijah Craig. Yeah, dude. End. You got that high end Elijah Craig. Dude. Some people are mean drunks and some people are happy drunks, but Cam is a love drunk. I am. He's a and love drunk. You know that so, he is inebriated when he tells you how much he loves you. So it's true. Proceed. It's true. Uh, Whip, I love that you think because I, you know you're you're an almond far farmer, and I'm sure that there are a lot of dumb people out there that wouldn't expect that of you. But you bring things to my attention, and I bring them to Monica and Brad's that I would never have thought of. You're always thinking oh. it through, and I love that. Also, Thanks, your edits are getting better, and ah. do more of them. Ah. Um, I won't ask you the same question, Jessica, because I know your favorite thing about me is still my beard. Um, but uh, I was struggling. I, I was trying to come up with something. What? And Here we go. This will be easier, I think. What have you missed most about me? Oh, it's basically the same question, isn't it? Is it? Is it? I don't think it is <laughs> because it, I feel like it's easier because you could just say something like, uh, my way to dispel uh, hard things with humor or something. I don't know. Oh, no. Gosh, I'm really not that clever. I've been sick for two weeks, so my brain's not like Dude, operating. <laughs> me right too. And, and yeah. <laughs> thank, thank you, Jackie, for hooking me but up with I, the job. I have, I have sincerely missed our um, weekly after parties where we get to talk about all of our stuff. And oh, yeah. um, that was so therapeutic for me. And we haven't done it in a long time. Yeah, well, and I, miss I, that, am, yeah. I am still here, even though I am currently working seven <laughs> damn days a week. And I'm May very I tell tired you my favorite thing about you, Cam? What's that? Uh, you invited me into your world on this podcast. I very much appreciate it. Yeah. And no uh, I mean, I'm going to be honest. I do love your beard. <laughs> I mean, I'm trying to grow one right now. I'm going to tell you right now. I'm trying to grow one first time ever. And uh, uh, we need to, I need to call you, take notes. But What's no, seriously, man, seriously, thank you for having me. And, uh, you know, I, I look forward to talking to you in the future. Oh, for sure. And, and thank you very much. Uh, this was very enjoyable. It's one of my favorite subjects um, that um, I have been hip to studying for a long time. And um, it's it's been a lot of fun, and I have um, you know uh, further researched stuff about Christmas, and it, it goes many levels deeper. But I just I just had a lot of fun tonight um, talking with all of you, and uh, I've known Mister uh, Whipping Spoon. Uh, for about 15 years, and thank you, Mr. Whip and Spoon, for inviting me. How long uh, have I known you, Whip? Like three years, maybe. God, how has it been that long, half. though? Only it seems well. Wild. Thank you for letting baby, me. Maybe we've been through that long COVID together, baby. <laughs> you know, we, we uh, bonded in the trenches of COVID. Um, but let me ask the big question. Mr. Pipes, and, hold on and, real quick, Cam. Mr. Pipes, I love you, buddy. All right, go ahead, Cam. Yeah, any anyone good with whip is good with me. So I mean it was no, easy. That's like, one of my best friends in the world right there. That man You know, I would say the same. Yeah, I would say the no. same. Friend of mine, friend of yours, friend of mine. Yes, sir. Um I had I had a great time talking about all this. This is awesome. Absolutely. I, I, I had more. a good time as well. <laughs> 
Okay. You got, and, and what's funny is how like it, it, this conversation um, was able to like hit into my little points of not expertise, but like points that I'm studying right now because I'm like, here, let's talk about this thing. I mm -hmm. love that. I love it when that comes up, when it's just a little, little thread that I can pull on. I, th I think we all did, you know, uh, a good job of keeping on subject and that the end got some free flow and it was oh, good meeting sure. you young lady. She's Thank the you. Best. I know you didn't and count on me just showing up in the middle of no, your whole vibe. So. It was very good meeting you. Everyone you tell Jessica. No worries. No worries. Everyone we'll tell Jessica that we yeah. miss her. We're all we're all symbiont beings, and uh, this is this has been great. And I thank y'all for inviting me and uh, welcoming me into your world. Thank okay, you. So symbiont. What? Let's get to the the big question. Are you, of the are show. you mad about symbiont spoon? No. Spoon. Is it a Fuck, I'm never gonna live that shit down. All right, hey, cheers, Cam. Let's Thanks. not let's cheers. <laughs> cheers. Uh, so let's get to the big the big question, the last question, and I'm gonna give you some Bottom time line. to prep time to prep pipes because I'm gonna ask these these two because I haven't asked them in a while. Okay, Mr. Spoon, aka Frank Zappa, the Ammon Farmer, aka Mr. Whip. <laughs> Whippy boy. Whippy um, boy. What's what gives you hope at this point? What 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 it helps you carry on? You know my deal. You know that we've dealt with some nonsense. We've dealt with the the uh, uh winter what's the word? You used it earlier, the winter solstice of the last two and a half years. Mm, mm -hmm. People are sad, people need some hope. Give them some. Oh, um, the hope is that people are are over it. They're they're over it. They're the over hope it. is that they're over yeah. it, dude. Like um, the the people that literally wrote me out of their life uh, because I didn't say what the television. I didn't agree with what the television said. Um, right. Those people have have texted me and like so. I mean, they're over it. And and like I go to the grocery store and I see faces and I can smile. You know what? Like, what do you want, man? What what more do you want? You you just gotta live that. And you see, like, you see people that <laughs> are doing bad things and they're like actually in court about stuff. Like two super, super horrible people, like over the last two years are like actually in court. Like, dude had ordered by a judge to answer questions that Rand Paul never got him to answer. Oh, hey, there was like there was like a whole seven hour thing. Yeah. Right. Yeah. What yeah. What was, he was I, I can't be screwed to actually like look into that. It was any did anything happen with that? Anything uh, interesting? They. <clears throat> OK, so uh, he admitted that his entire lockdown strategy and distancing strategy was entirely based on a um, subordinate that he sent to China, who then was told by some nameless Chinese official that the lockdowns worked great. And then he came back and told that to dude. And that's why dude implemented it on the visit of one dude and the word of mouth from one nameless Chinese dude. And he admitted that in a court of law. So that's a white pill. 
Um, I'm just saying, I, like, <laughs> I would never, I would never on YouTube say that I wished ill upon someone. But if the midget fell off a cliff, I wouldn't feel sad. Hey, I could throw Mama from a train. I'm saying. I love that movie. It's a great movie. Oh my! What God. a fabulous movie. Danny DeVito is a master, and I'll have words with anyone who says otherwise. Yeah, the no, other white them's, pill. Them's fighting words. The mm. the other white pill is that our uh, because over the last few years, I've become uh, digital friends with some people. You know, some leafs, and I never, I never. It's like the elf and the and the dwarf meme. You know, like I never. What about a Canadian? I never thought I'd be friends with a Canadian. What about a friend? <laughs> um, so like, so these dudes are like, they're clever and they're smart. Who knew Canadians are clever right. and smart and fun. Wait, and, wait, wait, and they wait, can no. be cool. Just don't, someone's going to clip this. Oh God, I said it out loud. All I'm saying is so, that RGC group chat for those uninitiated is like fire. Like, I don't, I don't know what you guys do online, but like there's a quip a second up in that biatch <laughs> so these canadians right they got castro's son in <laughs> front of a tribunal because he has to answer for that emergency convoy trucker stuff and he's like in front of them saying oh i never called anybody any names and then like you know someone obviously does an edit of him like these people are racist and they're often misogynistic and they have links to the blah blah it's just like it's all but it's actually in court now and these things are on court record so like stuff takes time and like people have to see things and people have to experience bad things before they will believe that anyone in power like doesn't have their best interest why would that's what we're all told so if they don't see it if nobody goes through hardship nothing's ever going to change and like there's no legal way to do what needs to be done uh so like until people wake up nothing's going to change and at least now you can point to court transcripts well hey let me let me tell you like the mask thing sucked the sure. the the vaccine thing sucked but they implemented a way to tell that people are what's the nice way to put this what's the youtube approved way to put this that the mentally challenger easily detected at this point. Sure. I know from watching Jimmy Dore that according to YouTube science, the vaccines are safe and effective. They totally work. They will prevent transmission and they are super awesome for you and nothing bad will ever happen <laughs> for you. And personally, as not a doctor, I can only go by the YouTube science and say that's what YouTube recommends. So that's the official stance of the show, I would say. It's crazy. According to the approved YouTube science. You so Elon, I forgot that Elon didn't buy all social media. Right. I pretty much only <laughs> use Twitter now. So I forgot it's, that there Susan still, wouldn't have a job if Elon had bought YouTube. You know, just like that you can't say the R word here. And that makes me sad. Yeah, oh, it's can't? not really. Like I I, I, I tiptoed around it because you, you know should. I would like to make some. Yeah. <laughs> some of that some of that they're saying things for shock value but like i mean who cares that's well, not the like, point of saying things here's the just, thing it's though it's like it's the perfect word and i resent not is. being able to use it when it's applicable well it's like you know just substitute several, ginger several years mm. ago you use the hard r we go ginger in this house um but um like several years ago i dubs could say inward f 
gay word mm-hmm. and and still be monetized. Mm-hmm. But we're in a world where that's not possible. That Did you see the recent out. Twitter thread by that greasy guy uh, about the uh, antidepressant benefits of crack? Complete with like oh, pictures of his brilliant. very used pipe and blah blah blah. Or maybe it was a stock photo. I can't. I wouldn't want to put that on. Was anyone. it Hunter Biden? No. I think his his photo was like a a weirded out photo of that dude. But I don't no, believe Twitter's it was been actually legendary that person. lately. Yeah, and that was one fun. of them. Yeah, yeah. He's like, here's my decade long research on how this ups my dopamine. All right, so all right, so Jessica, same question for you, and then we'll hit pipes because he's he's got to ruminate, he's got to uh, marinate this question. I'm, I'm I'm gonna marinate and sum it up. Do it, baby. I am. Um... <clears throat> I don't I, I don't usually ask you this question because you're usually next to me, mm. and I and I do miss you. Oh. What is the question again? Uh, what gives you hope <laughs> right now? <laughs> okay, that's right. That's right. All right. What gives me hope? Um, What gives me hope is that all of the craziness that has happened was purposefully ordained. This is the will of God. And through it, more people have been awakened to just the utter craziness that's been going on, you know, in their names, Mm -hmm. what's being done in their names. And, um, it's been a slow process, but I think people are finally, as Whip said, starting to get fed up with it. And if people, I don't want to say any names, but if, if the people in power weren't in power now, the people who are waking up would not be waking up. Yeah. So I'm genuinely yeah. actually grateful for Joe Biden being president right now. I think it's good. I think all of the things that are happening are good. I think the, that, that God is good and glory to God for all things. This is his will, and it's good. And I see all the ways that it's good. Well, and you know what's good about that is a lot of people, when they view God, they view him as needing to stand up to this particular view of what is good rather than the view of subverting evil. The air is dry. And I think that that's what we're seeing is God – which, you know, uh, not everyone will agree with me on this, but God is doing a hell of a job of subverting evil right now. And we're seeing more and more people like incapable of dealing with the constant lies that they've mm-hmm. received. Mm-hmm. And that's a that that's a positive. Of course, you also have the dark horses, which are Milo Yiannopoulos and Nick Fuentes, and they've roped in. Kanye West um, on this. Oh, poor Kanye. Mm. Did y'all that, talk about Kanye already? We didn't really talk about it. Not enough. Let's do it. Yeah, we did. It's, oh, it's, it's, it's so <laughs> sad because it, I was talking to Brad the other night. He did a, we did a, a short, not short, we did an episode of the Propaganda Report the other day. And he was talking about the meeting with Donald Trump and Nick Fuentes and, um, uh, Kanye West and how Milo Yiannopoulos was not mentioned, but he was there. But it's like clearly Milo's the dark horse on this. There's so no good is, that comes. Maybe this is a conversation for off the air, but how is Milo's gay conversion therapy going? <laughs> I don't know, man. Hey, hey, 
uh, he is a he is a provocateur. So you know, obviously, we don't believe anything that he says. But at the same time, you know, I what what what? Uh, sorry, <laughs> this dude called Trump daddy for years and wanted him in office. Right? Who called Trump daddy? Milo. Uh, Milo. <laughs> no shit. Yeah. Daddy Trump. And yeah. I can't imagine him. Oh, hey. Uh, Look, like my hot thought, like my hot photo here. Girls 18 XYZ. I will. We have to click on this, you guys. You Gotta. guys should all click on it. But no, it's, it's <laughs> obvious, very obviously he is a dark horse in this situation. And I don't know if it's for the pure joy of trolling, the pure joy of being a provocateur, or if he's mentally handicapped. Um, but at the at the end of the day, like that whole situation, Trump should not have met with Nick Fuentes. And that was a bomb. And I don't think what? Trump realized what he was going okay. to do. Can I, can I do this real quick? Can I do this real quick? Yeah, we'll, 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 we'll do Well, I'll ask you the question in a minute. Let's just talk. Okay. Was, was Fuentes tied to Charlottesville like that? I don't, that not that I, not there? that, not that I know of. That was mostly Chris Cantwell. I think that was directly tied to that. Dude. I just learned the other day that, uh, the, what was, so the, so Chris Cantwell, I guess, was head of whatever group so, through okay. that rally. So, like, yeah, he was a big part. Okay, so Chris Cantwell. I'm just trying was, to remember the name of the group. So I don't know the name of the group. I can't help you okay. with that. Uh, Chris so, Cantwell was a part of, like, the ANCAP uh, milieu back uh -huh. in the day. Um, but he then became a essentially, like, a stated, self-stated, self-defined national socialist okay you all may um, remember him from the charlottesville incident he was the crying nazi okay so um, the... i don't think fuentes was there though he's he's like a baby he's a well he's, he's also a, 10 so he wasn't a, old he's a dumb there. he's a dumb retarded baby so the um, only thing i know about nick fuentes is that he had me blocked before i ever found out who he that he existed so <laughs> I don't know. I'm going to take that as a W. He seems like that a may, weird nerd. and That may be the most unimpressive human being that I've ever seen <laughs> on social media. Because it's like people have shown me videos of Nick Fuentes talking, and I'm like, he's he's dumb. This is well, dumb. Also, Why are you... He I'm may old be enough charismatic to dumb. Him, so I don't really like well, need to listen to what he has to say. Well, let's let, can we talk about the irony of someone with the last name Fuentes with Mexican heritage being a white supremacist? Like, what is that? What is that? Well, no, you can't you can't say that necessarily because all of the uh, cultures oh, but, but he said across the world have this divide where my uncle, for example, is Cuban, but he's a light skinned man. He considers himself white in Cuba. He's white. Uh, yeah. There are black Cubans and there are white Cubans and he's white. I don't. So if I you don't... told my uncle who's Cuban that he's not white, he wouldn't understand what you meant. It's just so bizarre that there's this tiny child that's commanding the respect of dumb people, mostly from what I can tell that's sitting with the, the past president of the United States. Like, what is that? 
Well, the reason I asked about Charlottesville was that. Sorry, sorry. No, you're good. <laughs> the reason I asked about Charlottesville was that I totally just learned like last week or the week before that the American group that organized the thing was uh, like the rise against, I want to rise something. I don't know. But that group is was literally the American version chapter. of the Azov Battalion. Yeah, 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 yeah. It doesn't get better than that. It doesn't get better than that. That's what it is. It's literally and like those for real. Oh my god. Oh, what the fuck? <laughs> what the fuck? Can I say? Can I say I love all y'all and I like to sign off with something? Oh, well, hey, let me ask you the question, and no, then I'll you do can. The question. Okay. All right. So, as I alluded to, by the way, that's hilarious. I'm just sorry. That's fucking the funniest thing I've ever heard in my life. Um, but the last two years, two and a half years, how has it been so long? Um, life has been terrible. People have been locked down. People that I know personally who were drug addicts and got out of the drug life to get a job, lost their jobs, and then ended up killing themselves because they got back into the yeah. life. Mm-hmm. This last, these last two and a half years, mm. more than two and a half years, have been awful. And there have been a lot of people on the verge of desperation. And things are getting better, thank God. But... Since during all of that time, my goal has been to share hope with those who need it, to create little pockets of hope, little silver linings on the bottom of dark clouds that people can use to continue on with their life and do something and maybe take that little bit of motivation and continue on in a positive way. So the question I've asked for the last two and a half years is what is something in your life? It could be local it could be personal global statewide whatever i don't care what's something right now that gives you hope and the motivation to carry on and to do good work this quote and let me read it okay this is the true joy in life the being used for a purpose recognized by yourself as a mighty one The being a force of nature instead of a feverish, selfish, little clod of ailments and grievances. Complaining to the world will not devote itself to making you happy. I'm of the opinion that my life belongs to the whole community. And as long as I live, my privilege to do for it whatsoever as I can. I want to be thoroughly used up when I die. For the harder I work, the more I live. I rejoice in life for its own sake. Life is no brief candle for me. It is a sort of splendid torch, which I have got a hold of for the moment. And I want to make it burn as brightly as possibly before handing it on to future generations. Cut and dry, black and white. Who is that? Who, what, what is that quote? That quote uh, comes from, uh, it was a uh, study from uh, Hawthorne, one of his uh, protégés 
and it is my favorite quote of all time. Did you just recite that quote? No, I read it, oh. and I want to memorize it. I memorize a lot of things, but that's the best quote of all time. Okay. And Do I you want to it by heart, and, and I'm sorry that I don't, and I couldn't just quote it. It's okay. But it's that okay. summarizes everything for me for what you asked me, and that that is how I want, and I don't live my life. But this podcast and being here with y'all has been amazing. Um, but that, that is exactly how I would answer that question. And the answer to every question that I have a hard time with in my life. Um, and, uh, I'm interested in a lot of things. I'm interested in, uh, this, uh, you know, preface of this podcast for Krampus and, I do all of my art based on yin and yang, uh, the balance of dark and light, the balance of good and bad. And uh, there is no really right answer because none of us are smart enough. None of us know enough. And um, I really think that if you have a good intention and you do good for other people, uh, we can all move forward. And uh, I don't... I, I hate politics because there's no 70 year old white billionaire in America that understands how any of us are talking or what we believe in. And that's why I don't talk about politics and I don't want to, but I love all of you on this page, man. I love all of you on this page. I love everyone that's listening right now to us. And uh, I'm ever hopeful that we can all help each other. That's the best way I can put it, man. I'm an old hippie raised by old hippies. Mm. And can, uh, but I'm not stupid and I'm not a hipster. No, man. I like the hippies. I've always had good no, relationships. Real hippies? I use medicine and magic. Real hippies. I got nothing. I got nothing to lose. I don't need your gasoline. I don't need your grocery stores. I don't need anything from you. That was the original mu movement from the music to the getting away from the cities they were like we don't need to depend on you that was the original hippie movement and hippie was a, a beyond the n-word racial slur that was a insulting comment in the 60s hippie was a derogatory comment but now and they made it that but a real hippie just moved away from everything it was like i don't need nothing i'm just going to grow my own food I'm going to Janice Joplin. Uh, I, if you've got nothing, you've got nothing to lose. Can I? That is uh, what I believe in. And that, that <laughs> I just read to you is what I believe in. And I, I love everybody here and everybody that's listening. Can I? I feel like what you read and what you've said lines up with the show. So before I let you go, which I promise I will. No, it's fine, man. I'm having the never best gonna let time. You this go. is great. You oh, live here now. You, you live the best. Do you mind if I recite why this show is named what it is? The quote please, that it comes from? Please do. Yeah, yeah, man. All right. So this the name of the show is The Mad Ones, which comes from a little bit of poetry within prose from Jack Kerouac's On the Road, which I haven't read the whole book. Um, but I've read a lot, a lot of Jack Kerouac. I love Jack Kerouac. So... I have this memorized and have since I was a teenager. Um, but this is what this is why this show exists. This is what this show is about. And this is what I live for. So 
I'm happy to be on it, and thank you for inviting me. Thank you very much, sir. The only people for me are the mad ones, the ones who are mad to live, mad to talk, mad to be saved, desirous of everything at the same time, the ones who never yawn or say a commonplace thing but burn, burn, burn like fabulous yellow Roman candles exploding like spiders across the stars. That is why this show is named what it is. And I think that those are very similar. I love the spiders across the stars. And who wrote that? Jack Kerouac. So with that, I will love it. Good job. Crescendo. Crescendo Crescendo.com. I will will let you go. Uh, Do you want to tell people where to find you on TikTok or wherever? Uh, it's all you can Google Pipes Dreams, capital P I E S D R E A M S. So Pipes Dreams, not Pipe Dream. Add an S to that. Uh, uh, often confused. And that's, uh, you know, you can basically just find my art. But I, I love getting into uh, the theology of my art and the concepts behind it. And my non-commission art has everything to do with this show. It's All I'm saying is if you want to put something behind me. Oh, I'll, I'll, send, you, I'll, I'll send you T-shirts, stickers, whatever. We'll talk later. Yeah, <laughs> I got you, bro. No, but thank you. I'm, seriously, I'm honored. And I appreciate being on this podcast and I've had a great time tonight and I very much appreciate it. Um, and uh, I've just, uh, uh, the, the, the subject matter to the people that I've met, you young lady, um, whip and spoon, not so much. What a door. Don't hold up one of my prints. It's, he's trying to hold up my stuff. Yeah. That's an, that's a print of one of my, uh, one of, one of my most famous paintings I've had for a long time. Um, well, that's called Don't Skate, Just Die, whatever. I love you, Mr. Whip Spoon. I love you, you very much. I just, like I Whip? Just, I, ju- I just met him tonight. I have no idea who this is. Yeah, you I think Cam. he... I, you, Cam, though, we're good. You and me, Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of this course. This guy, I don't know. I don't know. I think her, he needs to shave the mustache. i also. I don't know about this guy. Jokes aside, I love all of you. I love all awesome. of you. Well, yes. thank you for coming on. I will. I'll let you go throw some more wood on that fire. No, thank you. Yeah, it's going good. Wait, you want to see it? Hold on. Yeah, yeah. I do. It's, it's going good. Oh, love. There's our Christmas tree. I live in this little bitty round house, and uh, uh, let's, all, let's all also give thanks to my wife for putting up with me because our. Uh, our ceilings don't go, uh, our, our walls don't go to the ceiling, excuse me. <laughs> um, and uh, there's oh. no privacy in this home. And that's the entire heat for this house. So what a queen. Oh my God. Podcast all night. And I'm positive she's still awake. Give well, her something pretty. Yeah. Go, go take care of the woman. Uh, yeah. We appreciate you. Thank you so Love much. Love y'all. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. I'll talk to you all soon. Bye. All right. So I'm going to keep you guys, obviously, because you're my people. I mean, he's now my people, but he's good people, people, dude. Well, if, 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 uh, you know, he's, I don't know, man. I don't know how else to say it. It's good people. 
Yeah, that's it. And, and what's funny is some people do not understand that statement at all. Like I, I was having a conversation with someone the other day who did not understand what I meant by they're good people. Yeah. I've literally given him the coat off my back. He still hasn't given it back. Sorry. <laughs> God bless him. <laughs> so that makes him your girlfriend, by the way. Is that how that works? Well, He's got a hand a, in my pocket. Put your hand every, in my pocket. Every boyfriend I've ever had, I've stolen his jacket or his hoodie, and that's how I claim him. So yeah, if you if you have a man's jacket, you own his soul. Like that's correct. those are the rules according to the law. Yeah. Um, I don't like how this conversation is turning out. Hey, dude. Hey. Hey, bro. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Beyond that, I guess we should wrap up. I'm I'm so happy to have you on the screen with me, Jessica. I've I've missed you so nice. greatly because I've had honestly, you know, this is not a lie. I've had people say to me after some episodes where they're like, I miss Jessica because she asks the questions in my head when I know you're going over mine. Not that you aren't there, but you know the questions to ask because I'm up in here like, hey, let's talk about this thing that's so high-minded <laughs> and dumb. I'd love to attribute that to cleverness on my part, but it's I really it just is. asking the, the I, bare bones question. <laughs> all I'm saying is you're a help and I miss you. Um, but you know, I love you whip. I'm going to attribute Jess showing up to a Christmas miracle. Yeah. And I got to, <laughs> I, I got to, I got to tell you on air that I, I, there's a, a baby in the, the, mo the mommy. That's so, so exciting. I just, I just make it do what it do, baby. Crap. Um, but I should tell people what's coming up and Jessica may show up for these. I fun fact, I invite her to every episode and she gets to decide whether or not she comes. I've been so, busy guys. I am she's doing busy. things. Just so she's you know. doing a lot of things. She's very I'm busy. Doing like, things. Don't, I'm busy people. Don't don't think that she's neglecting me. She's not. Yes. And she I've has seen the cobblers. Those are things. That's I, his call. He made the cobblers. Oh, that was your cobbler? Yeah, that was yeah. my cobbler. Yeah, dude. I if I need a cobbler, I make a cobbler. <laughs> oh. And that thing was Blackberry. And it I was, wish yeah. I could take credit for that cobbler. That shit looked fucking good. Oh, dude, we gotta I'm get good. off air. I'm swearing. Go ahead there, and get us off. There are a few things that I, I I'm good at a lot of things, actually. Like, I'm not usually the one to toot my own <laughs> horn. I'm good at a lot of things. But, like, when it comes to, like, cooking stuff, like, if you if you bring me some meat, if you bring me some, if you go, hey, I want a good dessert, I'm there, dude. I'm good at those things. Meat and dessert. Like, you can deal with the, actually, I can make mashed potatoes, too. But for the most part, you make your own sides. I'm there for the rest. Um, but I feel like I should tell people what's coming up. And you may or may not show up for some of these. We'll see. Um, and you know, obviously I got you... the email that said demon talk. That looked pretty ah! interesting. <laughs> that one's going to be fun because that one, that will be in January. Yeah. Um, but that's going to be with our I was, last I was peaked. guest. I was peaked by that one. Yeah. So our last guest before this one was Izzy centric, who is a, uh, demonologist and a, um, paranormal researcher. And one of our fans love you guys. Uh, sent me a DM and said, "Hey, what does the I, I he, what's funny is the the fan didn't realize that it was from our show that he knew this other guy, but he goes, "What does he think about Scott Johnson?" And I was like, "Scott Johnson, the the exorcist that we had on the show like a year and a half ago." Mm -hmm. And he was like, "Oh yeah, that must be how I heard it from him." And I was like, "Well, if you want to know, let's just bring those two together." 
And so it's going to be the return of the exorcist and the return of the paranormal researcher slash demonologist. Neat. It'll be fun. But that's Neat. in the future. I'm not even going to talk about that yet. Um, well, I mean, I don't, oh, but. Cam, I, sh- I should probably wait, but I already brought it up. Somebody mentioned you to me in the wild. Really? Um, somebody mentioned your Tucker Carlson episode to me. No. And Dude. I was like, bro, that's my boy. The that's wild. So we had on Brian Gadawa um, a couple weeks ago, and he wrote a series of theological fiction books about uh, the world. Like, so Noah, Abraham, um, Gilgamesh, etc. I I don't have admin powers anymore. I can't click on. on (laughs) Sorry about it. Um, (laughs) Well, it's funny is I don't I also don't pay for this anymore. Glory to God. Oh, um but did did the did the thing run up the thing that the thing ran out no 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 i'm this is brad's oh thanks bing thanks, thanks binky. binky love you <laughs> um but no so we had brian gadawa on he wrote a series of book uh the nephilim chronicles and uh chronicles of the watchers and i've been reading through that and it's fascinating because it's theological fiction so it's like what was happening in the unseen realm at the same time as Noah, at the same time as Abraham, etc. Fascinating stuff. Oh shit. This is great because I saw that Russell Crowe Noah movie. Garbage. And that shit was wild. <laughs> and we need to talk about it. So here's the deal. Um he was on and we kind of talked about it briefly when he came on, but he's coming back next week. And we're going to be talking about the incarnation of Jesus Christ as a subversion of the Nephilim concept and okay. the reversing of Herman. So if you're if you're available, you're welcome. Dude, um, that's exactly what happened. I'm saying it's dude, you need to read I these books. I can't wait to hear that one. You need to read Send these the books. Those books. I want to read them. I have I there is if you have Kindle Unlimited, you can read yeah. all of them for free. Yeah, awesome. Awesome. So uh, I've been listening to them. The uh, I, if I remember, I will. I'll do all that tomorrow. I will I remind have you. The patience. Um, I don't have the energy to do it today. Mm-hmm. But I have read through Moses, and I'm about to start Joshua. I love what he does. I don't necessarily agree with everything, sure. but his take on Ham, uh, mm-hmm. the son of Noah, and what mm-hmm. how there's so many there's so many cool things, dude. I'm telling dude, you, dude. I would love to hear a story about Ham. Holy oh God! Well, and, I love ham. Well, Ham's you know what great. I love? It's such Ham's a great. Mer- it's little such bit of cranberry un- sauce on it. <laughs> Just it's smothered. It's such a nerd thing, dude. But like, I read Noah. That was the first book I read. I read that before I talked to him, and now I've read like four other ones or whatever. But so in Noah, you you uh, kind of meet the um, these other gods, right? And one of them is uh, Anu which is actually to break it down simply. These are the watchers. These are angelic Mm -hmm. beings who are pretending to be gods, which I kind of hinted to within this episode. Like that's, Mm -hmm. I, I do buy into it to a pretty good degree. Um, Well, the Anu story I know is that Anu was like the head scientist of the, whatever mission that landed here. Right. And then the purse is always mentioned, like they're all carrying that purse. And that's I don't know the technological computer aspect. That's the Anu story. I know. Go ahead. I don't know what that is um, in particular, but essentially what Anu and uh, Inanna 
and um who became ashtar um who became i want to say she's going to become uh ishtar eventually i don't know um but the idea was obvious was that they were trying to because you know in genesis 3 it talks about there's the promise to eve that there will be the her seed will stomp the head of the serpent's seed yeah he will bite uh, the serpent will bite at his heel, the but her seed will crush the head, right? Okay, yeah. And so it takes this concept and it, it, it includes the uh, Deuteronomy 32 worldview, the mm-hmm. uh, Genesis 6 worldview, and essentially Anu, Inanna, all of these other Sumerian gods are attempting to create these Nephilim and create the seed of the serpent and to make it to a point where they delude the seed of eve hava and so they're trying to destroy that plan for redemption okay so i have heard the serpent seed mentioned uh and specifically heard it referenced in uh ancient bloodline stories where they talk about the uh symbology of the serpent and the eagle like the mexican flag okay Mm -hmm. so the the mexican flag being the uh serpent the eagle over the snake right and then so and but it's an italian flag it's just italy yeah like right so and so like so but that's basically the church so the uh the eagle representing the overseeing empire of the new control and then the serpent representing um the older bloodlines Um, okay well, that's interesting, but if if you take it back to Genesis, which is my favorite yeah. thing to do at this point, sure, um, you have the the promise um, that is in Genesis that uh, God will redeem humanity through the seed of Hava, aka Eve. Mm-hmm. And yeah. so, th- and and if you if you go through history, if you go through the lineages, if you go through the um, what's the word um, that they use on Ancestry.com? genealogies that hmm. goes from adam to jesus and he is okay. the one who st- who stomps the head of this, this the right <laughs> and so it's, these books are fantastic in my opinion um i'm really enjoying but even though like i said there are points i'm like eh but it's i love what he does um because you know you have ham and in within the sumerian culture he it happens to be raised by noah's wife well not really by noah's wife but by one of the um priest kings of sumer and so the priest king of sumer is named lagalanu which they use the god naming because that's something that happened a lot in ancient cultures is the name of god would be included in your name if you were a servant of that god so lagan Lagala knew Anu, he was connected to Anu. And so uh, when they named Ham, the son of Noah, within this culture, his name was Kananu or something, which is very smart because it was a mixture of Canaan and Anu. Sure. Which is foreshadowing of what will happen. I'm, I am going too deeply into it. It's, it's fun. It's, and it's really cool what, they, what he does. Um, like I said, there are points that I'm going to be like, eh, I don't know. Was Noah uh, but, from Canaan? Well, he was okay. So he was from Mesopotamia. Okay. Um, so, yeah, 
essentially. So well, the answer Canaan, is essentially Canaan, sure. Canaan was of his seed. So Canaan, okay. uh, Noah had Ham, Shem, and Japheth. Uh, Ham had a son named Canaan. Canaan, oh, thus named it. Yeah. Okay. So and then you so he he goes from <clears throat> Noah to Gilgamesh, which is a fascinating book. Uh, yeah. Gilgamesh to um, Abraham to Moses, and I'm moving into Joshua soon. But I love it. And Isn't all of the that story to say, of Gilgamesh, basically the story of Noah. Okay, so this story. Okay, so here's the thing: story. Of, okay, no. sorry, we're gonna go long. I'm so sorry. I'm um, sorry. Gil- okay, Gilgamesh. So, Gilgamesh and Enkiel. They uh, fought. They're brothers. No, in Enkidu. 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 Yeah. Sorry. So Enkidu was essentially like a. <sighs> Here we go. Gilgamesh, son of uh, son of. Canaan in this, this storyline. Uruk. Yes, at yes. Uruk. And and then so uh, spoiler alert. Um, so so Gilgamesh at the end of his book becomes Nimrod. Okay. Uh he changes his name to Nimrod, builds Babylon. Mm-hmm. Um all well, that of was that. a self-applied epithet. Yeah, and in and right. I, lo- I love how he did it in the book. Who says too. you like, can't give yourself a nickname? Narratively, very interesting, but that's not the last name he has. He he takes into account how these people use names and how they named themselves. It's I I love what Brian's done. All that to say, we'll get into this later. I this is too much for what I was getting at. You're gonna do your episode on your now. You're gonna do that episode so now. We yeah, kind, let's not do we that now. So, we sort of did that somewhat with him before he is coming back next week we're going to talk about oh yeah um, so quest needs sorry I, that's why i was trying to get this comment quest is trying to get this answer about boo hags which i don't know what a boo hag is here's the deal bro we will get super chats as soon as we get the watch hours over i think it's four thousand or something i've been I, it's been harder to keep things uh regular and steady it, the only way you get super chats is if you share the show which you do great job at quest but the rest yeah, of quest you is the guy not yeah. so much um so share it that's how we get to that point um next week brian Godawa, we're going to talk about the incarnation of christ the nativity and how that was a subversion of the plan of the enemy as well as a conquest of the enemy will be a good episode um after that uh jessica's set to come back for this episode we'll see um, we're going to have Michael Jones, a.k.a. Mike Jones, a.k.a. Inspiring Philosophy, a, a guy who is on YouTube as well as TikTok, and uh, he regularly takes down arguments. He's not quite my style of doing things, but I like a lot of what he does. But we're going to talk about the pagan origins of Christmas and completely destroy your world on that because none of that is true. You're believing lies. Um, after that, Jessica, hopefully you'll be there for this whip. If I haven't sent you an email, I'm going to attach you to it. We're going to have our so-called Christmas party. Um, I have asked many of our past guests as well as friends to, we're going to come on, we're going to hang out. If they want to do a reading of something, if they want to share a song, whatever, we're going to have a good time. We're going to get ready for Christmas. As long as that doesn't conflict with doing the exact same thing at church. <laughs> hey man. Well, here's the thing. Then I will Whether w- if, if you're not able to be there live, all I ask is if you can share something that I can play on the show. Oh, I might could do that. Yeah. 
whatever whatever works we're going to come together we're gonna we're gonna have some some fun that's all that it's about it's all about christmas all about jesus all about songs and stories regardless of where they come from so that's what's coming up i won't tell you about what's happening after that we will get to the new year when we get to the new year um i think that that's all i have to say uh jessica's on twitter at soup canarchist whip is on twitter at the real sip whip spoon is that what it is now just real whips real whips but it's hard to keep yep. up um, and pipes is on twitter at pipes dreams art does he blow glass no oh that's a just, shame he ought to with a name like that no i mean he's got like a bunch of friends that are hippies and do all sorts of that stuff i'm pretty sure they there's some that. glass blowers yeah. in there but i like the hippies strictly... i have good relations with those people dude that dude does live paintings with uh bands and like does like flaming he'll set them on fire it's crazy it's awesome it's look neat. i love hippies but i gotta talk to these people about the deodorant situation because every time i go to asheville i can't have these people in my car or they he's smell not one of me. them asheville hippies and oh. those aren't actually hippies yeah, aluminum those people aluminum is a necessary component okay what no it's yes. a necessary component to you need poison Alzheimer's. to kill the human you stench. Don't. I, you I don't. am fine dying young as long as I don't smell like my B.O. <laughs> I am I'm going saying. to DM you some deodorant. Oh, my all, God. I, I've Please tried, get us off my the air. My wife is a simp, essentially a hippie with this crap. None of it works. We can't. None of it works. We can't. But, we cannot okay. get into this. Okay. Focus, 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 focus. If you want to follow us, if you want to join the Patreon, it's the best way to support me personally, as well as Jessica, if she comes back. I mean, I'm not saying you have to. Oh, come get a little of that cheddar. I'll throw you a dollar too. Did you say you're an independent black woman? Cheddar. I'm really too inebriated to be on the live. <laughs> All right. So if you want to join the Patreon, help us out. Patreon.com slash the mad ones. Um, like I said, we have t-shirts, we have mugs, we have tank tops. Tank tops are the preferred shirt of this show. Um, I'm going to make a new Christmas one. As soon as I get off of this, I have an idea. It's going to be awesome. And I'm going to share it. Um, but you can go to weirdmadamons.com slash store. That'll take you to the entire store, which has everything. If you are looking specifically for the Black Tank Club, go to blacktankclub.com. It'll take you specifically to that section. If you would like to join mine and Brad's very sarcastic and not at all real presidential campaign, binkleyharless2024.com. Um, beyond that, uh, I'm, I'm voting. That's a real campaign. I'm voting for you. I'm saying if you don't, I hate you. you have, you're the only one with a sticker so far. I That's expect to see it on you. your vehicle. That's all I'm I saying. I don't drive. I don't drive. Put it on your husband's vehicle. <laughs> I will put. Um, I will put it on the back of my Crocs. <laughs> so, so I'm on Twitter at. Put Ham it on Carlos. my koozie. That's right. That's right. <laughs> I'm at on Twitter at Ham Carlos until Elon sets free my name and I can switch it over. Um, I'm on TikTok at Cam Harless, on Instagram at Cam Harless. I'm everywhere at Cam Harless, except for Twitter, because Justin Trudeau is a bitch. Free Jinx and free Cam Harless. Um, if you are listening and rather watch youtube.com slash the mad ones, we're also on Rockfin Odyssey Rumble. If you'd prefer to watch, I don't know why you would. I'm not that pretty. Um, if you'd prefer to listen, I re highly recommend it. You don't have to see Whip's face that way. Um, you can go to we are the mad ones.com for that. Or you're gonna see his hands. 
That's true. That's true. Don't do that, but do it because I like those numbers. Um, we're also on every podcatcher. So beyond that, that's all I've got for you. Um, anything you want to share with the world before we leave and you sh- I show my, my awesome outro, which is beautiful. Oh, I've got nothing. I'm sorry. You have a chance to be a light in the world. So go light it up. <laughs>